What's going on, everybody? I'm Kevin, host of the I'd Tap That Cigar Show. What you're about to listen to is the audio only of a video interview I did on our YouTube channel. If it gets too confusing about what's going on, please feel free to visit the Cigar Prop YouTube channel, look under the playlist, I'd Tap That Cigar Show, and maybe look at it instead of listening to it. But if you're listening to it, it means you like podcasts. So hopefully all of this makes sense, and let's start the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the ITAP That Cigar Show, coming to you live from the Drew Estate Experience Acid Studios. I'm your host, Kevin. I'm coming to you live from the sunny Gulf Coast of Florida. Diggins is on the sunny Gulf Coast of Texas. And Val is on the sunny Gulf Coast of Canada. You know, they're, it's, uh, we're going to just, we're just going to keep going with that. The sunny Gulf Coast of Canada. What what is going on? Let let's see who we got. We got a, a whole bunch of people watching. Quakes thirty, Pete F, Jason Hawkins, Chico Ray. What it be? Tony, Jeff Carpenter, Kenneth Cannibal, Darth Wolf. What is going on? Adam Wolf. What's going on? Is that Darth Wolf? You guys re related? What what is uh, Jessica Brandt? <laughs> Jessica is in the other room, but she is a. Uh, I thought she would be joining us tonight. I thought she would be joining us too. She's uh um uh, uh her her work schedule has just been uh, a nightmare. Hashimoto, what is going on? Team Shirtless Mike, what it be? Mitch Smith, coming to you. You're on vacation. Are you still at Mount Rushmore? And Dan Cullen. So, uh, like I said, welcome, 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 everybody. Uh, Lawn Care Dave, Dave Preck, he won uh, um, our uh, last week. Um, let's uh, let's get right into it. I, I need a cigar. I haven't, I haven't had a Who's got the, uh, who's, who's got on the background? Not me, not me, not me. Oh, okay. So we'll uh, just make sure. <laughs> so, all right, let's get into um, uh, let's get into our first segment, our um, uh, uh, the cut and light, because I need a um, um, I need a cigar. What's everybody smoking? First of all, I'm smoking the uh, the Undercrown Maduro. Drew Estate, Lake of Pravada, Anniversario. And Diggins. Go ahead, Val. No, she yeah she she already uh, she already listed all hers. Right. I'm doing tonight the Perdomo, yeah, uh, the the Perdomo Habano Maduro tonight. All right, so like I said, I got the Undercrown. Gonna hit it with my cigar. Do I lay? Is that what's going on here? What's that? So we are at. I said, right is there a delay going on here? I, I, yeah, I think you've got a little bit of a delay, Diggins. Yeah, so sixty-five percent. Remember with your cigar humidics, uh, humidimeter. You always know when to hold them, know when to smoke them. And then as we are lighting this up, if I can find my lighter, remember to download the Drew Diplomat app. Um, uh, smoke a Drew Estate cigar, take a picture, log it into the app. You get points. You can redeem those points for entries into a really cool contest for a lot of cool swag. Um, hey, man, let back. me tell you something real quick. Yeah, can you hear me? Am I yeah, good? Yeah, we can hear you. Yep. Hey, let me tell you something the other day, man. You sometimes we think that I mean the 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 scope is so broad within the cigar industry of us actually teaching someone something is you know uh, a very slim chance. Let me tell y'all, I was in Specs the other day. It's a local liquor store. They have a walk-in humidor. Okay, there's a young man in there, and he was uh, worked there. He organizing the cigars and what have you. And I was talking to another customer in the walk-in uh, humidor. That young man 
stopped and said, holy shit, are you from that I'd tap that show? And I said, yeah, his name is Armando, okay? He works at Specs, and he said he watches us, he watches Abe, he watches um, the uh, um, several, several other guys while he's in the humidor to learn about it because he's a young cat. He's only 23, 24 years old in college. We're supposed to learn about cigars. So while he's there working in the humidor, he's tuning in to, uh, to you and Abe and everybody else. Yeah, so, that, 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 uh, that happened uh, uh, to that me. Badass, uh, yeah, the, the, the other day when I went to uh, Jeff's place, Davidoff of Geneva, you know, all, all the all the guys that work over there and uh, um, some of the guys I'd never met before and some of the guys that watch religiously, you know, and it's like, ah, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, some, sometimes. Well, yeah, but uh, you know they're watching. You know you know they're watching. But when you go yeah. to a random store in a random town, he's like, hey, I've been learning about cigars by watching y'all. I was like, well, shit, there you go, man, you know. That is definitely, definitely cool. So um, yeah. let's move right into our um, um, our housekeeping news. Uh, housekeeping brought to you by Cigar Bundles of Miami. Cigar Bundles of Miami, your one-stop shop for all your bundled cigars. Rolled right here in Florida, cigar capital of the country. Check them out at CigarBundlesMiami.com. There's also links in the show notes below. I just want to thank everybody for uh, all the great birthday wishes yesterday. I think I had like 300 of them. That's a record. Each year it gets wow. more and more. So um, super awesome. We had a fantastic weekend. We got Jessica and I got to uh, go to Ybor City. We got to go take a, um, a private tour of the, the J.C. Newman factory. They're just a couple of weeks opening up. Um, if anybody hasn't seen those, I've got two videos on the Cigar Prop YouTube channel. Um, one is uh, just two weeks before they uh, they closed down for the renovation. We went through halfway of the renovation. And then now we see them, they're cleaning it up. They're a couple weeks away, so I'll probably get back over there within a month. And we'll do one final tour of it's all clean, all ready to go. So it's absolute, um, absolutely fantastic, and it's, uh, uh, it's amazing. It's definitely going to be a destination place when you uh, come to Florida. Hit Ybor City. Um, and I was telling our, uh, uh, our panel here in the back room, I also got to tour Angela Yu's new lounge in Ybor City as well. She purchased an early 1900s uh, red brick church in uh, uh, three stories with a bell tower. The bell tower is going to have seating for the private members. In You'll be able to see when you're in that bell tower, you can see the uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks Stadium um, from, from her bell tower in this church. And it is coming out absolutely um, fantastic. So um, you'll have plenty to do while you're in Ebor, and then especially for great for her, for her piano uh, bar. Oh it, yeah, her piano bar is going to be fantastic. So <laughs> so many great lounges you've got. Uh, um, and then we from there we we went 15 minutes away over to Davidoff of Geneva, Jeff uh, Borschwitz's lounge. Um, you travel a little bit, uh, uh, just a little bit further. You hit uh, one of Abe's Smoke In lounges. So if you don't live in Florida, and um, that's your problem. Um, you could spend the you could spend one day and hit you know you, you couldn't even hit you know a, the, a small portion of all the lounges we have so so thank you to cigar and bundles we, of Miami got to do everything we can to protect those lounges too they're important they, they are definitely definitely important um, and uh, so let's get right into it waiting patiently in the Andean Mountain Coffee Green Room is our guest tonight Abe Dababna. And uh, he uh, I, he only had to tell me his name one. I couldn't. And for some reason now I remembered. I, I got it wrong forever. 
but I think the way he yelled it to me, it was uh, it made me uh, remember it this time. So, and then, speaking of remember, remember Andean Mountain Coffee. If you're a morning pick-me-up, you can find them at andeanmountain.com. Once again, link in the show notes down below. Abe, what is going on? Hello, hello. How is everybody doing this evening? What is up? What is up? Do, doing good. Good to see you, Abe. When your wife, when, when your wife uh, is mad at you, does she call you Abraham? No. No? No, no, no. Which, honestly, it's just a sterner Abe. Okay. But but the funny thing is, is that my, my youngest daughter, since as far back as I can remember, calls me Abraham. Yeah. And it, and it sounded so cute coming from her that till this day I allow it, and my other kids wonder why I won't let them call me Abraham. <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, and, and I don't know why, I, I have a thing for calling people by their full names. So if you'll notice, a lot of times when I'm referring to you in a, in a video, short video, I call you Abraham, and I don't I don't know why. No, it never yeah. bothers me. I never really thought yeah. twice about it. Some people are sensitive about that, but it doesn't bother me. Abe, Abraham, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. I've been called so many worse things, so it's, <laughs> it's all right. So, so far, what do you think of the show? What do you think of the show? I'll tell you, man, I'm digging the show, man. I love the intro. Great quality uh, look and feel. And of course, you got an all-star cast here. How can you go wrong? That 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 we that we do. So uh, Diggins and Val, Abe, Abe Diggins and Val. Yeah. And, um, what are you smoking? Uh, what are you smoking on tonight, Abe? I'm smoking. You know, I go through these phases where like something I really enjoy, and, and it's funny because I do it with food or drinks, where something will just become my hardcore thing for like a few months at a time, and, and my wife makes fun of me, and then all of a sudden, like I just won't touch it again. So like. Now, for the past like three or four months, since really COVID started, I took a batch, but it's the uh, 702 number two from Davidoff. Okay. Oh, okay. It's, it's a nice little, you know, just the right size, just the right flavor. So I'll be honest with you, what happened was we had a bunch left because I liked it so much, I actually picked it. It's a true story from one hour cigar of the month clubs, and we had a bunch left over, and I, that just became my personal stash. Well, and the, the good thing about that, like as a. A daily driver almost is this a, that small ring gauge is it's good like you just did you know you just stick between your teeth you know and, and you can move around it's, it's yeah a good day cigar it's a good day cigar good flavor there's 702 wrapper i've just i don't know just i really enjoy it yeah i get i get i get on those kicks too uh about uh i don't know two months ago i smoked an entire box of la colisiones in one week and uh it's just that that cigar just was hitting all of those notes you know, and um, and I, I went through an entire box. Luckily, it was a box I got free from John Huber, so <laughs> that, that didn't uh, that didn't hurt my wallet. Uh, too right. Much. So, um, you 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 mentioned the cigar of the month club. Let's just go ahead and start right there. I had I had that at the end of the list, but let's go ahead and start it. What makes what makes you wanted to start a uh, a cigar of the month club, and what makes yours so much special than everybody else's? Well, here's the thing with Cigar of the Month Clubs. We actually started one long, long time ago. And this is, I think, before we were even automated or just really back in my early days. And, you know, our reach was nothing. I think I think at the highest point ever, we might have done it for a year. I think at the highest point ever, it wasn't, um, I think it wasn't even more than 30 people at one time, right? And we were doing this all manually because, you know, we weren't that sophisticated back then. And, um, you know, it's just it was one of those things I felt compelled to do because some people had it. But it died out and then we let it go. And then 
I kind of, I've kind of gotten asked over the years about a cigar of the month club, but being being that I knew kind of the mechanics of why cigar of the month clubs really were started, what the reasoning behind a cigar of the month club was, it was an outlet. And, and look, I don't care what you do. We even have it when I was in the groceries. You always need those certain things that you can move certain products that need to go, whether it's your sales section, whether it's your 50% off table. And, and Cigar of the Month Club, that's kind of really why it was originated. Very, no, no one that I knew of really did it to make it a tasting experience or experience-driven. And I started seeing a lot of posts about guys who were disappointed with I, – I, I never saw an excitement post. I always saw, I'm done with this Cigar of the Month Club post. That's what like, I would see a lot. So I just said, out of the blue, I said, you know what? I'm just going to start a Cigar of the Month Club. Um but I also wanted it to be easy, which why it took us a while to launch it. We wanted to make sure it was automated. We wanted to make sure that if you wanted to unsubscribe, because I hate subscription services, because I can't tell you how many things I sign up for. And then that bill just bills me every month and I stop using it. It takes me like a year before I remember, right? So I wanted to make, because I don't want to go through the hassle of the email or whatever. And I just wanted to make it so, look, everything was automated. It would be very simplistic. And if you wanted to unsubscribe, you could just do it yourself. You don't have to call nobody. So we got all that programming down. And then it was just about getting the cigars that I wanted. So, like, I mean, like, for instance, like this Davidoff 702, I came across this. This is a true story on accident because somebody told me it was discontinued. One of my store had two five-packs left or whatever. I'm like, give them to me. I'll smoke them. You know, it's my size. And I smoked them. I'm like, wow, this is discontinued? And I was upset. And it wasn't on the price list. It wasn't on Davidoff's price sheet. And then my, my operations guy calls and tells me, no, they still make them. I said, why is it on their price sheet? Well, they don't make them in boxes. They only make them in units. Right? I said, you're kidding me. Well, get it back in the stores. And, and it was in my like, next month Cigar of the Month Club. So I, you know, I, I just decided, look, we're going to make a Cigar of the Month Club that it's really going to be about picking cigars that I want in the club. You know, I mean, I, I, I do this all the time because, you know, this is like one of my babies. You know, my paperwork is right here for the Cigar Month Club. These are these are all the prior ones we ever picked every month. So I make sure I don't pick the same one multiple times or always try to spread the variety. Then on the front page, I have stuff in the queue that I could use. A fantasy is, draft. It yeah. Fantasy draft. But but it's my baby. And, and then we buy we buy these cigars for the club. So after I, I like something, we reach out and we reach out. These, now after being in the business 20 years, my relationships – a lot of these manufacturers are so open to work with us. Look, we want to feature your cigar, your Cigar of the Month Club. And then, you know, they get them to us in bulk so we don't waste the packaging, you know, because all the boxes just go in the garbage anyway. Yeah. Well, that's but, the thing, you know, like you were saying, there are so many now, so many different Cigar of the Month Clubs. And obviously, you, you can't please everyone. But that's the thing with that Cigar of the Month Club is you want that surprise. And you said, you know, you, you would see the complaints where people were, you know, oh, shit, I'm done with this subscription service. And that's because there's not a surprise in there. There's nothing that they can't, you know, like just a, something special, a surprise or something that Abe picked out himself, something that Abe likes, you know? And I think that's why obviously Kevin likes yours and, and a lot of people do. Well, uh, I think, I think the key components is value, right? So first off, you want a cigar of the month club that has real value. So I, I like to be, look, anybody who works for me smokes cigars at, 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 at my cost. Right, because I don't want to deter their ability to try new stuff. Yeah. I don't need to profit on them to try new stuff. That's kind of philosophy I have with Cigar of the Month Club. Right, we want you to be able to try new stuff without paying top dollar, 
is, is, is to expand your, your horizons and what you like to try. And so the value's there, and then, and then the variety's there. See, look, there's, there's certain structures that logistically won't ever work. So I wanted to pick a structure of picking real cigars that are available every day. If you get it from my Cigar of the Month Club and you want to walk down to your local B&M and buy it, you can. It's there. It's not no story made up about what the cigars are. Because, look, the reality is I couldn't do a, oh, this is a rare and limited cigar club if my life depended on it. Because there aren't that many rare and limited cigars in the universe, right? So there's logistics involved. Then you have guys who have, like, you know, high-end cigar clubs, right? Which I've been asked. Like, oh, I I love your 29, but can you do a high-level one? Well, here's my problem. I mean, here there's four cigar people on here. Name me 12 ultra premium cigar brands. I mean, I'm going to run out in eight months. You know, in eight months, I'm, and then I'm just going to have to start sending you different sizes of the same stuff. So the logistics of making something doesn't really work in a lot of these formats and concoctions that everybody tried to find a special angle. I don't have a special angle. I'm walking in my humidor, literally, and... What do I want to pick for this month? And th- that's what it is. So my pool is never ending because there's always going to be good product that's going to qualify or new stuff. I mean, you just got to be a premium cigar. I mean, I don't put like 4 or $5 cigars in there. I think the, the least expensive cigar we ever put in our cigar of the month was like a $9 cigar. So there's a never-ending supply of options. I'm not limited. I'm not narrowing what I'll eventually be able to offer. And that's why I think everybody's kind of responded well to it. So they're getting the value. They're getting a good variety of brands. And it's not getting the same stuff after being in the club for six months because, you know, that's what's available. And I I think, too, you've got such a a dedication to customer service. Wasn't it just a couple, three weeks ago that you had a bunch of uh, your people take the boxes themselves to get delivered? I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. That was probably one of my most productive Facebook posts ever. Because I'm going to tell you what happened from that Facebook post, right? So we're in Boynton Beach, Florida. And they come from Boynton Beach to pick up our mail. They sort it. Then they take it to the hub in West Palm Beach. Now, the hub is the main thing. I mean, they, they got everything going on there. The Boynton Beach branch ain't that big. Yeah. So half the time, they're not coming with the right trucks. They got to come two or three times. Well, this guy came late that day. Now, he did come with an empty truck, a completely empty truck. But between our normal orders and our Cigar of the Month Club, like, we filled that truck up and half the orders were still outside. And he's like, well, I'll come back tomorrow morning. I said, what? No. So he literally had the phone in to get permission that we could follow him. We, me and five other members of my staff loaded up our cars. I'm talking about their cigars, boxes, and the passenger seat next to me all the way to the back, and I got escalated. I mean, and, and they all loaded them up. And we literally drove like in a six-car caravan behind the UPS, USPS truck to the facility and helped them unload, which the driver was extremely grateful. But that post caught the eye of a regional manager from USPS who reached out to us literally that next, I think it was a Friday maybe, and he reached out to us Monday or Tuesday or Thursday, and he's like, um, yeah, you should never have to drive your packages to the post office. <laughs> so he came and did... He came and did a uh, an overview. Um, basically, just kind of figured, look, they're not really equipped to handle it. So now we're on direct line with West Palm Beach, the hub. They sent us a big rig. Now we got these nice carts we fill up because we were carrying these out before. Because they give us these little baskets, and it's not enough. Now we got these nice stainless steel carts, and 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 I'll be honest with you, we we've had a lot of problems, and it's not just us; it's everybody. Where like packages were going to five different cities. 
But yeah. since we since we've been going on a UPS truck, we have the, the the hub. We haven't seen that happen as much. So let me tell you, it works. It, it works because it was, I told Kevin. I sent Kevin a text message, matter of fact, and I said, "What kind of voodoo is a working with the, the United States Postal Service?" Because on the Battle of the Band sampler, <laughs> I placed my order after 10 p.m. After 10 p.m. on a Friday. Okay, that was in my mailbox on Monday morning. Monday yeah. When the mailman arrived, it went out Saturday afternoon. Yeah, listen, yeah. what we can there's certain things I can't control, right? There's certain things that's not in my ability to control. Once it leaves my door, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, they, we just pray to the postal gods and hope it, you know, it yeah. arrives on time. But what we can do is get it out the door as promptly as possible. And my guys are really dedicated to getting the stuff packed and out the door as quickly as possible. And sometimes we may run out of an item here, so it's an extra day because we're bringing it from one of our other locations and whatnot until until at least next February when hopefully our, we have our new warehouse open. Um, but, no, my guys are really dedicated to getting it out quickly. And that's the other thing I like about my Cigar of the Month Club, right? I mean, we're you know sorting almost 2,000 packages now. We bill it on the 28th. It bills, I think, like at 2 a.m. on the 28th. Like, um, yesterday, today's the 20, tomorrow's the 28th. So at 2 a.m. tonight... My Cigar of the Month Club is going to bill everybody, and it will all be on the truck tomorrow, every single box. You're, you're going to have to figure out the boxes. You, you, you send good boxes. You ever see that Domino's Pizza commercial where that guy's making the boxes real fast? Yeah, you, that, that, it's a YouTube video, man. That guy's yeah, an all-star. Yeah, that, that, I can just see that guy, you know, just flipping boxes, you know, in, uh, in your uh, warehouse. I, I got to tell you something. I mean, right now, we right on the other side of this window, covering this whole window and the window to my left are all the boxes stacked and ready to go out tomorrow. Um, my guys have got, and we, we basically, you know, take over half the shop just for fulfillment because we don't have no room. The guys can't do it in the back area. But my team has gotten really, really good. They do. In one day now, it was taking them two or three days with half the membership earlier. Oh, really? So, yeah, they've gotten their little system down of, of getting it, getting through them all right. So it's, it, it's been pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's good. efficient. You, yeah, do you yeah. have like automated tape machines now or anything? Or are they still okay? No, man, man. They, but they, they they got all the boxes first, and they sort them out. And then one guy comes with a big box and fills all the popcorn up with. I mean, they got it down to a science. They're pretty good, man. The team's pretty solid. That that is good. Hey Val, out in, uh, in Canada, um, um, do you guys do a lot of cigar of the month clubs? I know you're restricted on what can be mailed. Is that is that not a thing in Canada? Nobody's doing nope. that. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's a uh, that that'd be a good Canadian thing. Someone needs to uh, figure out a cigar of the month club. Canada. And and right now with the current situation, I mean, all this you know, you guys in the states, you have it made because you don't have delivery issues of cigars because of an international border. Mm. With the international border being closed down, a lot of our cigar shops, I'm sorry, the few cigar shops that Canada actually has, um, they're struggling. For inventory, they're struggling for product. Just to get, yeah. We're, listen, we're struggling for product here in the states, so I can't even imagine oh. Canada. Yeah, have, having to take it across an, another. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're uh, having a hard time getting product these days. Yeah. Man, um, so uh, um, let, let's let's jump right into the big news that you announced uh, last week: Great Smoke 2021. So, but in case anybody in the um, uh, the chat panel or listening to this on on the podcast uh, tomorrow. Um, doesn't know what is the great smoke or at least what was it normally and then we'll go into the changes for uh, this year the great year. great smoke was an event that was started about 15 years ago 
Um, I think the first event, there might have been 300 and some odd people. And um, it was to kind of take, at that time, going back 15 years ago, there hadn't been a big smoke uh, in Florida for over a decade. Right, because big smokes used to be all over the country. I mean, I think they were in like yeah. thirty countries at one point. And as the restrictions happening, they went down to down to two, and now it's just Vegas, right? So the time it wasn't a decade. So I said, how can we do that? And I'd been to the Great Smoke, uh, the Big Smoke, and the Big Smoke is 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 okay, but it's not that experience driven. You go, you get your cigars, you meet some manufacturers, then you just eat and drink, and there's really not much else going on. So how do we do that but make it more experience driven, next level? So I had this crazy idea. And I remember the manufacturers kind of thought I was nuts. And um, we couldn't find a venue anywhere in Florida that would allow us to smoke. So I was, at that time, our West Palm Beach store was in front of this big courtyard. I mean, literally a huge courtyard with this big fountain. And I'm like, I'll just do it right here. And we did. I mean, we just did it right in front of the store, right in the courtyard. I didn't even ask like for the management's permission. We just kind of just did it. And... Um, it ended up being a hit. And I'll never forget, man, because we had no covering. It was just out in the open, and it rained every day that week. Every day. I'm not kidding you. And then, like, all my friends were giving me all this superstitious stuff, like put a Madonna in the window, because I was freaking out. This thing rains. It's done. And um, that morning, it looked like it was going to still rain. It was supposed to rain all the way through through Sunday. That morning, it was still supposed to rain. It woke up. It was cloudy. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I'm not I, – I, I kid you not. It was, like, about 1030 and the clouds just like parted and the sun came through. And next thing I know, CAO, the CEO had the Flavorettes girls, the girls that walked around the bikinis. I don't know if yeah. any of you guys remember them, but the CAO Flavorettes, they walk around bikinis and the weather warmed up and we had a beautiful day. And I, I think I went to church that Sunday just to say thanks, man. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And, um, and it was great. And, and it's always an event that's been tied to charity. We've done multiple charities over the years now. The current one we've been working with is the Kids Cancer Foundation, uh, which is a great, great organization. does a lot for the kids with cancer here in Florida. And um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's unlike other events because we have always from day one focused on having experience. It's not just coming and getting the cigars, but we've always had multiple food stations. Um, we've tons of uh, libations from tons of companies, but we've always kind of had something where we had a dunk tank one year where we had all the manufacturers getting the dunk tank and you had to pay for so we had Eric Espinosa, Matt Booth. Um, I mean there was a line a Glenn Case was in there. Um, so we had all these guys who were willing to donate to go in the booth and people paid to dunk them. And I think I think that dunk booth alone raised about twenty eight hundred dollars extra for the charity that God. year. Yeah. So we had done a dunk tank, we had done bull riding. There's a famous bull riding scene with Peter <laughs> Nanis in one year. So yeah. we, we always Think of a way to change the experience and make the experience better. You know, the cigar aspect of it has always been secondary because we believe that's just the natural thing of the event. But yeah. we, our, our focus is always how do we make the experience better. So last year, for the first time ever, for the first time ever, we themed it 70s disco. And it was a big hit. Everybody oh, went it was, nuts. It was, it was a blast. It was a big hit. Now, Kevin, you've been there now for what, four years? Um, I think we three or four, th three, this, this was our third, third right. year. That, that so we third years. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're very experience driven, right? I, I, and I, I've traveled, I've been to cigar fest. I've been to Rocky mountain cigar festival, the Carolinas. Um, the only one I haven't gone cause we were booked to go and then something happened. We couldn't go was the Rocky mountain cigar festival. Um, 
but we go to him so we could learn, but we've always been experience driven. So I, it was funny. I, I mentioned in February at the end of the seventies disco, we love this theme because now it just helps bring cooler ideas. We had already said we're going to do Power of the Poi. I mentioned it in the video. We're going to do the Power of the Poi. It's going to be a Hawaiian theme. We're going to get the fire dancers and the pig on the roast and the girls with the coconuts and the straw skirts. And then I just found out that CI is doing a Hawaiian-themed uh, virtual cigar oh. fest this year. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw it. But, you know, I thought it was funny. I didn't but know they were doing a virtual uh, cigar fest. I just read something last week. They're doing a virtual. All their stuff is Hawaiian themed, which okay. I I had never seen any major event themed ever. That was the first one, but it's okay because like people get upset about that kind of stuff. Like my cigar of the month club, for instance, I I without a doubt say our cigar of the month club has raised the level for everybody because now instead of just being an ancillary thing, it's like a hot thing. People are looking forward to it now. People are talking about it, so it's raised the game for everybody. And yeah. stuff like that doesn't bother me because as long as I'm setting the pace and people are trying to watch, I'd rather be in that position than the other position of watching what other people is doing and trying to catch up to them. I'd say, I, I've, up. Had, I've had two people reach out to me and uh, and say they were offended when um, uh, and, and nobody you know, um, uh, you know, not any of the regular clubs I belong to, that they were offended that you said that that you would raise the bar and now people are, are catching you and you're the best. I'm like. Really, you were offended? He said that. You know, that's a, you know. I, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think I'm off the mark on that. Nobody. Who, does any? Do any? Any of you guys remember a cigar of the month club post prior to two years ago, a year and a half ago? Nobody no. was talking. Nobody was talking about no. it. It wasn't relevant. It wasn't relevant because look, you have to realize, the cigar of the month club is not a tool that's a profit center for any business. Right. Even when you have thousands of subscribers, it's not a profit center. We could do one cigar project, make 10 times more money. So you got to really love doing it. It's got to be something you really enjoy doing it and, and want to do it. Otherwise, it's just another typical product that you have. Right. So, yeah, I don't think I, I saw I've seen a lot of people make changes to their cigar of the month club. And honestly, since we started a year and a half ago, I've seen about four or five different new subscription services coming out. So I don't know if that was an egotistical statement or not, but it's it's what I believe. So I'm all right with it. Yeah, someone uh, had said here, uh, a Karen Cigar Shop was offended. Oh, Karen, as in, okay, now I'm like... Oh, Karen. <laughs> the Karen, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, but, but there, there there are a lot of them out there. And and, you, and you've got to be, you know, I, I don't know. You know, it's there's nothing wrong with being braggadocious. I was called out like a month ago. I was a guest on another show. And then we were talking about it, and I had said, "Yeah, I, I have the best uh, best show on YouTube." And, uh, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you know you're on my show, right?" And I go, "Yeah, I know that. Mine's better than yours." Uh, and, it's, uh, and, and it was it was a friend of mine, and he's like, "Damn, you know." So and, well, and I, <laughs> here's the thing: if you don't think you're great at what you do, you're never going to be great at what you do. Yeah, exactly. you got to be confident. Right? You got to yeah. believe you're great. Now, I don't think I'm the best at everything, and I try to. I I always learn. Like I, I'll say it outright. Like I'm building a warehouse. I never built a warehouse. I don't know the logistics. Where I actually called on my friend Tanya Borshowitz, and then she took me down to Corona and spent the whole day with us. So you know, we had lunch with the kids and dinner with the kids and the family. But you know, she educated me. She helped me. So yeah, I'm, and and that's kind of what the community is for the most part. You know, we're mostly friends and help each other. But I knew nothing about. So I know they've already had theirs for a couple of years. I'm sure they made mistakes and learned from them. And she mm -hmm. was more than happy to share them for me and probably saved me a little bit of heartache and doing our warehouse. So yeah, you're never one to think you know everything. But if I think I'm doing my cigar month club better than everyone, I'm not ashamed to say it. Yeah. So back to the great. What? what so what's going to change yeah, what's the, the, this, this, this month? Yeah. 
Yeah, so we got a tangent. So, so yeah, so it, look, it, this was a very hard decision for us because unfortunately there's so many decisions we had to make early now. I know. Um, actually, honestly, we kind of had to make them like a month ago. You know, I, I didn't put the press release out for a while, but we kind of made a decision internally a month ago because we had to commit to a few things um, on, on just how to do it. And, and right now, I don't know one multi-level, multi-vendor major event that would be happening before ours. So I really kind of don't want ours to be the first one, you know. So it was a tough call. So, and I remember there's a... Um, event lady that works with us that's helping us putting it together and when i told her about the idea about doing the virtual event i'm not kidding you when i said look i got an idea but you might not like it but hear me out her first words were don't tell me you're doing a virtual event i'm like i, I just told you hear me out before <laughs> before you started commenting and then when i started running the idea by her about what we want to do and what we're trying to accomplish she loved it like in 10 minutes so Honestly, this will either be one of the coolest, greatest things the cigar industry ever seen, or it'll be an epic failure. That's the way. That's the way that's going to go down. But that's, all, that's that's every every risk you take. Yeah. So what we're doing is, we I don't want to do a virtual event. So you say to yourself, how am I going to do this virtual event? I've already seen a couple of people's virtual events. I don't want to sit here on a Zoom screen like yeah. this. I mean, this is great for what we do, Kevin. KMA, yeah. this ain't good for a virtual event, right? This is not jiving with anybody as far as a virtual event. So I, I knew we didn't want this effect, and we still want it to be some level experience-driven, right? So um, some of you older people on here will remember what a Jerry Lewis telethon was. So my best yeah. analogy was taking a Jerry Lewis telethon, taking QVC, and if they had a baby, I think this is what our event's going to be. So... This is like, no one's seen this yet. And he loses the oh, sound. Hold on, you just lost your sound, Dave. <laughs> oh. I have a mic switch that my oh, okay. big, my fat stomach keeps rubbing on the desk and turning off accidentally. But this is the first people that have seen this. Now, this is not the final, but this is a rendition of an idea. What, this is going to be the stage setups, right? Okay. So there's going to be four different stations. This will be like a talk show area over here, talk show area. Then we have entertainment here. We're going to have live musicians, comedians, um, uh, uh, mentalists. Where So it's going to be entertaining. Then part of the demo station is, look, we're going to send you little stuff. It's going to be like a party in a box. So we're going to send you little stuff there um, where you'll already have what you need. And somebody like from, um, say, uh, Tito's Vodka or whoever one of the companies are, they'll say, okay, take out your little mini bottle of vodka, this stuff, and we're going to teach you how to make this cocktail. And everybody in the country can make that cocktail at the oh, same time. Oh, that, that is so right? cool. So um, there's going to be a lot of... Abe, Abe, you hit it. You hit it again. <laughs> I, I, I got to get a new headset because I do that a lot, man. I'm sorry. That's but okay. um, we're going to have a lot of simulcast broadcasts coming in from other cigar media people and cigar manufacturers. We have, as you can see, there's a big, like, uh, jumbo LED. This is all an LED screen right here. Oh, okay. This, black, this is all an LED screen. So we'll have broadcasts coming in. And what we're going to do is we're going to promote people who are getting these boxes to do watch, at watch parties, either in their garage or man caves, where they get together with their friends. And then I teamed up just recently, saying this first here, um, with um, Feed the Party. And if anybody doesn't know Feed the Party, uh, it's a great outfit that I was introduced to by a good friend of mine, uh, Randy Bush.
but these guys have the best pork chops I've ever had in my life. They make fillets, pork chops. In fact, we just got two huge. I did, I did, I did an unboxing video about a month ago, and um, I teamed up with them, and we're going to do a promotion of let feed the party, feed your party, right? So these guys who want to get involved with their like gathering watch parties at their home, whatever, we're going to have some kind of video contest. We'll tell us why you think yours will be the best one, and they will send you the food. To cook for your party that day, we're gonna pick five winners. Oh, how awesome is Fantastic. that? Why haven't, why haven't? Why aren't you doing this already? What, yeah, what, come on, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> tickets, I'm excited, tickets, man. Tickets will go on sale November first, and of course, there'll be a small live audience. So, the team that we got to do the broadcasting is a company called Showtech out of Atlanta. These guys have done the Golden Globes, the Kings of Comedy, Soul Train. We got like a real deal production oh. team. I mean, this is gonna be like a you know, serious deal broadcast, eight hours long, and then you'll have a schedule of events. So, say Steve Saka's coming on for 20 minutes and stuff just to chime in. You're a big Saka fan. You know, at 2.20, I want to be in front of the camera. Because okay. it's eight hours long. I mean, you might have some hardcore guys like, are literally going to... Like, that's what I'm hoping. Like, you can get, you know, because there's a lot of musicians in the cigar industry. Maybe you can get Matt Booth to come <laughs> on and play a set. Maybe, you know, crazy shit might happen. Well, Diggins, like I said, this is either going to be the coolest, greatest thing I've ever done, or just like we're going to hopefully forget about it as quickly as possible. Well, <laughs> you know, one or the other. I, I, I have a, you know, the only thing that that makes me nervous about this. How do you go back? I mean, because this is going to be awesome. We may not, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you what is in my plan. Okay, first off, I can't tell you, I can't tell you logistically. Look, here's here's our deal. It's always been public. All the money we make for the ticket sales, we cover all the expense of putting on the production. And whatever's left, we always donate to the Kids Cancer Foundation, right? We make good revenue by the sales made for that day. Plus, I got two cigar bars in the area, and I got 3,000 people in here for four days. So that's where we make our revenue. For the so I don't know if this is going to be profitable. I can't tell you if it's going to be profitable. I haven't even gotten the production cost yet. You know, it's a good. Yeah. this guy is a good friend of my operations guy for 25 years. We told them, he's like, all right, we'll, we'll make it work. But you know how that goes. We'll make it work. It could be like, in your universe, that works. In our universe, it doesn't. So I don't know if this is going to be profitable, but it's one of those things. Like the first great smoke, I really wasn't worried about it being profitable. How do we make the experience right? If the experience is right, we can make it profitable in year two or three or four. Sure. But right now, it's just how do we make this work right? If it does work right, and it does show signs of like phenomenal promise, and, and, and really something really special, then I may go to having a, the physical one because, I, look, the reality of it is, no matter how hard I try, and believe me when I tell you, I'm trying very hard to make this something that's going to be, like, very fun and interactive. It's never going to be – I mean, you've been to three now. Yeah. It's, it's, I can't match the experience of coming down for four days and interacting with 3,000 people from all over the country. So I, I can't match that. So the Interactive swag helps a lot, though. It does. And look, I'm, I'm trying to find multiple ways to keep people engaged, right? We're going to have these 30-second hot deals, 30-minute hot deals, right, of stuff that may be made just for that event where, where hey, it's on. It's like QVC. The timer's going to run the corner. When it's gone, it's gone. Right. So um, and, and the nice part about it is, look, we're broadcasting this to everybody. But unless you've actually bought a party box with all the cigars and the swag and everything that was delivered to your house, you won't have a code to access a lot of the special stuff that will be offered that day. So that's going to be the difference. Right. Because we want we, we want the world. I, I think it's going to be so stupidly big. I want the VIP world to see what pass. we're doing. Was that Rick Diggins? That's your VIP pass. 
Yeah, I mean, but, when you buy when you buy a ticket, you'll have a code to access a special portal where, like, if Steve Socket comes on and said, "Look, I just made two hundred of these for this event. You want them? They're available for the next thirty minutes. If you don't, if you didn't buy a ticket and you don't have that code, which can only be accessed from one computer, so you can't share it with thirty of your friends, yeah. um, yeah. you won't be able to get to that deal, right? But you'll still be able to sh- watch the show. You just won't interact. So it's going to be interesting. But if it works off, Kevin, if it does work off, then I think what our plan is. We may stick with the physical one in February and then maybe in like September do an annual virtual one because there are a lot of people who unfortunately would love to come to our type of event where the ticket price isn't that ridiculous. It's a very reasonable ticket price to get, you know, I mean, I think the general admission ticket to the Great Smoke's like $150, right? Yeah. But it's the flying and the airfare and the hotel for three or four days. I mean, that's, that's the expense. So a lot of people can't participate. So if our reach... Is that much greater? We could start getting people involved who normally wouldn't be able to fly down maybe for the, for the event. We may go to a twice-a-year event, one physical, one virtual, but a lot, a lot of it's just going to have to depend on how this thing kicks off or not. And a lot of people I'm like sure, flying sure got down. everything figured out, you know, yeah. but smoke in with smoke in. Yeah. That sounds that, perfect. That, you know, just a smoke in virtual <laughs> event with smoke in. I mean, yeah. look, we're trying. Yeah, and a lot of people like flying down because we've met so many people, and especially like you know uh, husbands, and and I'm like, oh hey, where, where's your wife? I always see like, you know, she she's at the beach with the kids. You know, I'm I'm here. You know, they come down, they make it a nice weekend, three or four days. You know, Val can get away from Canada in uh in January and February and come down. So people do like like you know, we we've seen so many people year after year. That's like their vacation, you know. So so yeah. they definitely love coming to Florida. And um, I remember our first year and, we were just shocked about how many people flew in. And there's there's a lot of Canadians that travel to the States just for things like the Great Smoke or the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. And it it helps because you you know your business really is global, Abe. It's 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 gone from you know local, national to international, and and cigars are are an international flavor. Everybody no likes cigars it. are definitely international, and our international game over the last five to eight years has gotten very strong. Um, we do ship a. I mean, when I look at the numbers every year, I'm like, wow, we really ship that much, uh, you know, outside the U.S. And we do. And and we get a lot of people outside the U.S. that come for the Great Smoke, uh, you know, every year. And, you know, Kevin said it best. There are a handful of people that I could tell you I see once a year. There are people who've come to every year. There are people who come with all 15 lanyards every year. They wear them around their neck for the whole day. They have it from year one. You know, we make... In fact, it's funny... Because after that press release I made, I'm reaching over here because I got a bunch of them hanging, you know, right by me. But that, I had actually a few people messaging me who said, I know you're doing it virtual, but please tell me you're going to do lanyards. I've been collecting <laughs> one every year. I literally called up our IT guy and said, run the lanyards. We're making <laughs> lanyards this year. You do? I'm, you know? I'm, I'm looking at a stack. I probably have 25 lanyards over here from different events. I'm telling you, people collect them. Smoke. You know, that's just something cool to have. Yeah. You know, all, and then wear each one. I remember at the last Barn Smoker um, of last year, I hit all five. And I wore all five of my lanyards. And like, look, I'm dedicated. That's, you know, so. Yeah, people get into it. So, you know, it, it's, it's a little scary. And it's a little sad that we're going to have to do it virtual. But at least we're going to make it something that it's like a, it's a whole new challenge. 
So, and, and my team has been really good at rising. We, we, we do think tank sessions. I stuff about four or five people. Kevin, you've been in my office. Yeah. We'll put five or six people in here with chairs, and my office is not that big. We'll put five or six people in here with chairs, and we'll just have think tank sessions and come up with ideas and start bouncing them off. So it, the challenge is fun, that it's new, um, and, and I, I, think, I think we'll pull off something pretty cool. I believe. Yeah, I, I, believe. I think it's a hell of an idea. Thank you, sir. It is. And, and, and I... Oh, go ahead, Val. Any anytime you've got um, anything that can be visual, we live in an Instagram world. We live in a world of color, and we live in an Instagram world. So anytime you've got a lanyard or an engraved whiskey glass that people can use, you know, forever after the event, they'll use that on their Instagram posts, and it and it brings joy to them, and it and it, you know, brings curiosity to people who haven't attended. Sure it does. I, I, I'm going to go on a tangent here because T- Diggins said something while I was in the green room uh, waiting. And it's funny because we didn't have a show yesterday for KMA. So we, we aired, we did a top fan pick and they picked an episode so old. It was the old fisheye when we used to hook an iPad on the window with, per- <laughs> with Periscope. It was weird, right? But it was Lou Rothman. It was still a good show. But people don't know. I mean, we went years that we had no video. Right, so yeah. I mean, you, you talked yeah. about you talked about people recognizing you. I'll never forget. I was up in Baltimore. I had to spend the weekend in Baltimore, and I ended up going to play a little poker. At the, they have a very nice, I think it's Harris Casinos there, and I'm playing poker. And this KMA had no video, no broadcasting. Nobody knows who we what we really look like. And I'm sitting at a table, and I'm playing poker. I'm sitting in C10, and a guy's dealing. And I don't know. I, I either ask, "Well, what are the blinds?" or I, I fold. I just said a very short sentence. And some guy at the table literally stops and goes, "Are you honest, Abe?" And I went, you "Have a very recognizable voice, though." I, you know, I get that told that a lot, but to me, it's not. But this dude knew me from my voice, and everybody at the table is like looking at me, like, "Who the hell's honest, Abe?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah." He goes, "Dude, I listen to your show every Saturday." That, that happened to me last especially week. Especially at the card yeah. table to be called Honest Abe. I mean, there's no <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah. That's, That's why I should start bluffing heavy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's there what happened to me last face. week with uh, Larry Pangalangan. You know, I called his shop, and I'd never met Larry. You know, and uh, like he stopped me, and he's like, "Is this Kevin from a Cigar Pro?" And I'm like, "Wait, what?" You know, right? like, I recognize the voice. I'm like, "Get out of here!" Well, hey, hey. was so badass about this because I mean, he was the, the the dude was. I mean, he was truly like, "Holy shit!" You yeah. know, like truly surprised, and you know the fact that he's learning about cigars by watching all of us and everybody else that's doing this it's pretty badass too that he's standing there in his humidor because he, you know a lot of these guys in these big box liquor stores you know they're just young guys and they get shoved into that humidor and told yeah. take care and they don't know they're not they don't have anybody to teach them like, no. like you teach your crew and and a lot of these other B&Ms teach their crews so you know they've got to learn some somehow um, and not so. only no. that, Diggins, to, to add to that there are some smaller cigar shops where the reps, they're, they're so isolated, they're so remote that the reps can't make a visit. They don't even expect the reps to visit. But when they've got a connection, like what you and Abe have been talking about and Kevin have been talking about, it brings them together and it gives, you know, really, it gives them a, fe- a feeling of unity. This is without a doubt the golden age of being a cigar consumer. Oh. Whether it be the quality of products, whether it be the information stream, whether it be the communities on Facebook. If, if you're a cigar smoker, this is the golden era. It really is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you've been doing this uh, long enough, Abe. I mean, you've, I mean, and that's coming from you. There, there's never been a time, and and I would say, you know, even 2020, there has never been a time greater than 2020 to be a cigar smoker. I mean, all the virtual virtual events. How well, many, except you know, for the I mean, hard, so, the difficulties getting tobacco into the states. Yeah, exactly. But 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 I've met so many people just from your lounge. You know, uh, yeah. uh, Brad, Bradley Rubin. You know, being on, uh, you had him on uh, one night. And then um, talked to him. He was on the show. Eric Espinoza, um, um, uh, um, I forget his name, from Agonorsa, had so many people. Terrence Riley. Yeah, Terrence Riley. Riley. Yeah, you know, great so, guy. So, so, many, so many great people. And, you know, and, and it's just nice because when you go to, like, the Great Smoke, when you go to all these events, there's so many people. You might get five minutes with Steve Saka, ten minutes if you're really lucky. You know, yeah, because everybody wants the, a piece of them. Everybody wants a piece. But in these virtual events, you know, you get – you know, like I said, the, I, I was on one last week. What were they on? Saka. So it was, uh, it was from seven to nine. I got off at ten thirty. They stayed on till three thirty in the morning with Ronnie from Secreto. Ronnie. So, uh, yeah. So, so, so those those guys got wow. you know twelve hours with Saka. It's well, you know, it's funny because look, th- th- there was already a trend for guys doing podcasts, and it really blew up during COVID. I mean, there was like two or three new ones I was seeing every week. And it's funny because, like, you know, my producer's like, you know, does that bother you? I said, no, it really doesn't because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Look, we have a lifestyle, and I've always been a proponent for anything that's better for our whole lifestyle as a whole. You know, I'm not reaching everybody who's a cigar smoker, yeah. right? So, Kevin, if you could reach a few thousand people who I don't reach, all the better. You know, and if, if this person can reach a few, all the better, man, because – People don't understand what it is. We, you know, the people who aren't in our lifestyle, they think we have a habit. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not really a habit now. It, now, and the and, and it's not an addiction other than the fact of those who treat it as an addiction, as a collector, like any other collector. Yeah. You know, thing there, whether it's wine or stamps or coins. Yeah. But you know, it, it's really the 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 lifestyle the. Getting together, the gathering, the talking, the the celebrating. You know, when we know we're going to somewhere away. Oh, we got to have a cigar because we're celebrating tonight. You know, so that's the thing you don't get. So, and and I think especially the people who are just getting in it, who see it from like they're like the window looking in the store. That looks cool in there. I can't tell you as a retailer how many times that happened to us. People walk by. Oh yeah, (laughs) they walk by. Especially my first store was next to an ice cream shop. All right, probably the best. Probably the best ice cream I ever had. It was made by these two hippie guys. Okay, these guys were like the first guys that were written up in Forbes magazine like 30 years ago, right? Wow. 40 years ago. They're like the first guy that really started crumpling up candy to make ice cream with it, right? But, you know, they, they, they really should have been the next Ben and Jerry's, but they were just too busy enjoying life, getting high and going fishing. They were happy to have their one little store run by 15-year-olds, you know, part-time <laughs> high school kids all day, right? But great guys, right? They make the literally the best ice cream. And, like, at night, they're lining up like they're giving it away for free. And we'd always get these people that would just walk by the window and see guys in there laughing, talking. They, they, you know, they do one of these. You know, and, and you know, I, I'd be like, you know, hey, you can do it. Come on in. Yeah, come on you know? in. And drop, and they, the wife, drop the wife and kids off at the ice cream shop. Come on I in. Can't, I can't tell you how many new regular customers we would get by having that kind of an experience. Come on in. Yeah, come on. Come on, I'll show you around. And, and, and that's how I do it because some people don't understand it. They're looking in. They're like, that looks like fun. They're, they're all smiling. They all look like they're having a good time. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, how do I get into that? And then we bring them in and we, we introduce them to it. 
but that's also you. Like you're that kind of warm, welcoming guy. I, I you, you. I think the people who. I think the people who have been successful at what we do are that type of person. Because if you're not that type of person, you're going to have a hard time being successful. Because at the end of the day, and I, I tell this to everybody we hire during our interview is, I don't sell products for a living. You may think I do, but I don't. We sell experiences for a living. Because if I had something that nobody else had, I mean, you know, we have our micro blends and our one-offs, but 95% of everything I have is the same thing everybody else has got. So if that's what I'm banking on selling, the same Romeo that 80 other guys are selling, I'm doomed, right? So, I mean, there's no reason to really buy from me because it's the same. So we're selling experiences. So if you don't have that kind of, if you're not a gregarious person by nature, don't like to be, because otherwise you're, you're what I call the, the, the you know, catalog shopper where you never interact with anybody. You, you, you order from a catalog, whatever is the best deal or the cheapest cigar, and you sit on your back porch. And there's a lot of those guys. Wow. That's just not that's just not where, that's not the universe that I exist in or live in or want to be in. I mean that's you know, our universe is a different universe completely. I, I get those I get those emails at least twice a week, someone will or messages on Facebook or Instagram and it'll be a um, a screenshot of uh, one of these mega deals, you know. Three hundred cigars for nineteen ninety five. Is this a good deal? And then you try and zoom in. I go, well, <laughs> monetarily, you're paying fifty cents. It's always like fifty right. cents a cigar. I go, right? Yes, you're getting a good deal. And I'll and I'll zoom in. I'm like, all right, you got like four, and it's usually like thirty cigars for twenty bucks, whatever. I'm like, all right, so you got four good cigars in there. I go, as long as you don't care about taste, yeah, that's a good. That, Look, that's a good deal. There's there's all types of customers, right? There's an ask yeah. receipt. You have people who want to shop off the dollar menu at fast food. That's what's important for them, right? Where can I where can I get the most food with the least amount of money in my pocket? Now, who has that kind of a mentality when you're looking at a menu in the restaurant? Yeah. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever looked at a price. I don't at a menu at a restaurant. I look and see what do I want to eat, what looks appealing to me, and I think that that's the clientele that we have is that we're, you're looking at a menu. What am I in the mood for now? What do I yeah. want now? What do I what do I feel experiencing now? I want something light and mild. I want something to kick me on my butt. I'm going to have some whiskey with it, and, and and that's the experience. But but look, the the best the best business person or retailer is knowing what your niche is, right? So I just know that's not my niche, right? I'm not going to be the guy <laughs> to, to compete with you know thirty cigars, eighty cigars for 1995. Or I mean, I'll bring you good value. I'll do my best to create stuff that has great value. But that's not what our niche is. But there are people who are great at that niche. In fact, most of the people who make hundreds of millions of dollars, that's the that's where it's at. Because there's a lot more of those people smoking, believe it or not, than yeah, what I, we do. I, I agree. You, but you've never done a catalog, though, have you? Yeah. You know, I'm going to tell you a funny story. Um, I, I had your mail. I had your mail over catalog years ago. No, what you had was Cigars International, who accidentally put me on the cover of that catalog. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Shit. That's a great. That's a great story too. All my all my friends started calling. Me, Why are you on the cover of Cigar? Because I did that Ming cigar that Kevin yeah. has now become like our spokesperson. Oh yeah. You know, no one's talked about that cigar for ten years, and yeah. Kevin now is like founded and become the spokesperson for Ming. But Drew Estate like marketed it with my image, and because I that used to be a nickname that Jonathan was calling me at the time, and. Um, you know, I, nobody knew who I was in the industry, and the, 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 the graphic and the art was so cool that Cigars International, like, used it on one of their covers, and they didn't even know it was another retailer. It was kind of funny. But, yeah, we've, <laughs> we've never done a catalog. 
So, uh, uh, any plans of ever doing? I can't even imagine what that would cost. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I may have like just skimmed the bare thought of it, and I think Jeff Borschwitz talked me out of it. Oh, really? He, yeah, he, before he, I even. He's like, you know, we're in it, we're doing it, you know, we got to do it, but it's not that effective. The, the, the people who are only still shopping that way are dying off. The yeah. new generation aren't using catalogs or going to websites. So if you already have that clientele that you built over 20 years of these guys in their 60s and 70s who still like a catalog, I mean, let's face it, Kevin, let's be real. Are you ever buying anything from a cigar catalog? No. Okay, no. so there it is. Right. I, I like like when Jeff sends me uh, the, when I get that in the mail. I always I always look through. His is the but, only one I look through. I get at least five a week. And like I said, I come up from the mailbox. I, I got to walk by my my recycling bin. They go straight in my recycling bin. I don't no, even right. look. At, I don't even look at them I, because I thumb <laughs> through them. I thumb through them while I'm smoking a cigar. Yeah. But if you see something you like, you're gonna end up going to his website and buying it I'm anyway. Go to the website. Yeah. yeah exactly. I just so, use it as a. There's yeah. so many more economical ways in printing. Oh yeah, and in the mail, the postage on include postage. Postage now is is not like five cents like it used to be. You know, I mean, so the cost of doing it, unless you have this core of real catalog buyers and users that you've built up and you don't want to lose, there's really no reason to start one today. I mean, it's really hard. Yeah, you know, and how do you quantify without making some kind of special deals? You know how you know you know how many people are coming from that catalog. You can never. Yeah. How do you how do you well, identify it? It's not like there's a bounce back. Coupon. Well, no, you yeah, can yeah. because you put a different phone number and you can't. There's always ways to quantify things. I mean, I could, but but the cost to even experiment is just. I just don't see the value in it. And even like I said, when I was talking with Jeff, he was like, nah, I wouldn't do it. And you know, I don't think he was telling me because like, hey, I don't want another catalog. He's being sincere. <laughs> He's like, nah, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Uh, so so let, let's it jump to right, me, yeah, sorry, It sounds to me like you and Jeff and Tanya actually do get together a lot and brainstorm. And no, we don't get to get, we don't brainstorm about business. I mean, because, because we, I mean, it just, just doesn't happen, but you know, we'll ask each other advice. I mean, you know, our opinions and stuff like that. And, um, you know, um, we respect one another and we are good friends. I mean, the wives are friends. Jeff and I are friends. You know, when I was first having kids, Jeff was one of the first guys who was really started giving me life advice. Thinking, I know you're doing your business or whatever, but you know, you, you need to find ways to have time with the kids and, you know, making sure I didn't get all deeply enthralled in work and not have that balance. Cause Jeff's always been very good at that balance. I mean, I always said to myself, Holy cow, this guy's like on vacation. I'm working. I mean, what am I doing wrong? I mean, he really seems to be living the life. I don't, I don't know how he does it because you'll see one picture of somebody will post up. He's dusting shelves inside the, uh, the store then he's on the farm, and then he's in Alaska on vacation, and it's like all of this happened in the same week. I'm like, what, well, what is he's got, he's got. First off, he's got a few marketing people, but we also, but he's got a great team. That's how he does it. Yeah, you know, he has a really, really good team of people over there. They got a lot of talented people working, and you know, he may not micromanage maybe as much as I do. Maybe you know, a lot of it's me. You know, I feel like I, I got to be here. I got to be involved, and. Um, you know, that's a personality trait, but I always make time for the family. You know, I literally was, I was barbecuing for them all day and hanging out and I just came back to the shop because the audio and the video is way better here. And I, I didn't want, I didn't want to give Kevin the third rate broadcast. So I, I came, I came back to the shop. All right. 
So, Speaking so, of spending time with the family, man, you posted a video uh, a few weeks ago of your kids doing this little hand slap thing, <laughs> and it looked like they were they were hitting each other. Dude, I think I watched that 15 times yeah, I know, same and laughed so hard. I'm, I'm very blessed. I mean, when I say I'm blessed, I'm really, really blessed. It's never a boring moment in my house. You have my talented kids, children. My kids yeah. are always, always entertaining. I mean, just it's a, we were just having dinner. And my oldest daughter and I got in a debate because she's the hard-headed one. I can tell you right now, she's going to give me the hardest time. We got in a debate because I told her that Rosh Hashanah is the new year. And she's thinking Yom Kippur is the new year. And I'm like, I I'm telling you this because I, I, I know. She's like, well, my Jewish friends told me. And I think my Jewish friends would know more than you. <laughs> this, this is the conversation I'm having with her. So I said... All right, well, then you once again, go ahead and believe in what you want because you obviously know better than me. Then the whole table is silent. And then my middle daughter, my middle daughter goes, crickets, crickets. <laughs> and we all just busted out laughing. It was so, so well-timed. But, yeah, they play violin. I'm, I'm blessed. There's always violin. There's always piano music going on in my house from one of the rooms. So you're always hearing wonderful music. But they're funny. They're entertaining. I mean, they are just like, they, they are funny on a regular basis. So we actually are the type of person, parents, we do not like to vacation without our kids. There are some parents that revel in it. We don't. We love taking them every vacation we go, but we will make mommy and daddy time. Yeah. You know, we will either bring one of her sisters or go somewhere where we know somebody. Yeah, you're watching the kids. Mommy and daddy are having at least one or two nights, you know, for us. But we love taking them. We've, t we've tried taking I think we went to the TAA once. We left like a day or two early. We're like, are you ever fucking? Like, I want to go home. I want to see the kids. We enjoy yeah. being with our kids. So we're fortunate with that. But yeah, we, I, they're very entertaining. Yeah. That's it. Where, where was the last vacation you guys went? Um, COVID has thrown me off because we have this thing every year where, oh, Chicago. We flew to Chicago. We fly and we drive. So one year it's a road trip. <laughs> and then the next year we fly somewhere. Okay. So, cause, because they need to experience road trips. Oh, you know, yeah, my, yeah, we, you know, we all had to suffer through. Yeah, my, yeah. My, my, my brother and I sat in the back of a station wagon. I, I'm a, oh, I, I'm, I'm, the, a, I'm right, a station wagon guy. Right, so yeah, we drove to Florida twice in the back of a station wagon. So yeah, you got to experience road trips. So we road tripped them one year somewhere, and then we fly one year. So last year we flew, we took them all to Chicago for like 12 days, saw the family. I took them to their first Cubs game. It was actually yeah. very, very cool. Um, it was It was a really, really good time. We took him to Chicago. The year before that, we we did a road trip. We went to um, Hilton Head, then okay. did Savannah, oh, nice. then yeah, did Savannah. Then we did a rodeo uh, in Atlanta. There's this all black rodeo, which is pretty cool history because most people don't know that being a cowhand or, or part of a ranch was one of the very few jobs that black people could get early early on. You know, when people weren't hiring them, and it was it was very very popular for guys to be cowboys as, as black people. So um, they had this black touring rodeo, and my, my girls got to see these women, like women, riding and, and yeah. doing something. It was very, very cool. So we took them to the first rodeo. We saw the Coca-Cola Museum. Atlanta was very cool. We really uh, liked Atlanta. We, we've, uh, um, we want to go back. We were just there with the kids. Yeah. We, uh, we did the aquarium, and now they're, they're adding the shark exhibit. Which was supposed to be open this year. We want to go back for the the the, the aquarium was mind-boggling. But, but I didn't even know you could go in the tank. Oh, you gotta yeah. book, you gotta book that in advance. But I didn't yeah. know like you could actually go in the tank with the yeah. whales and the sharks and whatever. So it's pretty nuts. But that was a beautiful aquarium. We went there. So 
that was the road trip. And then the year before that, we took him to Alaska, I think it was. It was very cool. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Je- Jessica and I, we want to do Alaska, um, uh, especially with the kids. That'd be cool. We want to do – we've never been to Colorado. been so many places we haven't been to. This is our first year without a family vacation as well. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was a little rough. You know, th- th- we were supposed to take him to Jordan, which is where my family is originally yeah. from. My oldest daughter is named Petra, so I want to take her to Petra. Um, we we had it booked, and then you know, obviously, you know, crap hit the fan, and we could have maybe squeezed it in in December, but I still think even in December we went through um, Christmas and winter break. It, 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 it it's not going to be the experience. I don't want them to be where the country still got like masks going on and stuff like that. So no, you we may to go to the hole in the wall restaurant and yeah, and have a great time. So yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna wait till next summer. Hopefully, the world will be completely past this and back to some semblance of pre-COVID days. Yeah. Now I got a question for you. Uh, everybody's talking about Atlanta. My first experience as a result of being involved with Smooth Draws Cigar Radio, which is based in Atlanta. When I went to Atlanta, I was shocked at the at the cigar culture, shocked and happy at the cigar culture. Um, I, I think it's amazing. Um, and, and I was very, very happy with, and pardon me, you know, for, for making a distinction on gender, but I was really pleased how when I was in a cigar lounge by myself, I would actually have somebody say to me, so what are you smoking, sister? And immediately a conversation started and I was, you know, as, as a single female traveler, that was very, very nice. I, I felt like part of the group. So who's got the better culture? Are, are we talking, you know, does Atlanta have the better culture or does your area have the better cigar culture? At, at, Atlanta has very, very strong culture. And very, very strong. I mean, it's cigar country in Atlanta. But mm-hmm. Florida as a state is cigar country. There are shops throughout Florida. I mean, look, I tell my patrons, you guys are spoiled here. You have no idea. You go from my shop to this guy's shop, or you, and, and, and then you know, then you go to another part of the country, and, you're, and you want to come back and complain. You don't realize that's how most places are. You guys got it made here down in South Florida. I mean, a lot of quality, quality, quality places to go with guys who are running their shops right and, and, and doing it. But Atlanta's strong. The Atlanta area is really, really strong. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin has no idea. Army. I'm waiting for Kevin to come spend a week here and and really see what living oh, yeah. without. D- Diggins out in Texas. He he doesn't have lounges in Texas. Well, so we've got lounges, but I mean, where I live, it's a drive. Wherever I go, it's a drive. Well, yeah. Texas, most lounges, if they do have them, the ones I've been in Texas, they're like 24 hour lounges. It's really weird. Texas has a There's weird. A that, yeah, they got key card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. odd setup. But yeah. but Texas Texas is another strong state, cigar state. You know, Texas is is is, is another very yeah. We tell you, you know, great places in the city, but like I said, unfortunately, where I sit, that's why I said Kevin needs to come sit for a week and see how hard it is, you know, to take a two-hour drive just to get the new J.C. Newman Jaguar or whatever the the case may be. You know, it's a pain yeah, in the I butt. Mean, I, yeah, I always say. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, no lie. You know, I'm I'm a twenty-minute drive of any direction of, you know, five million cigars. You know, in, in, in 20 minutes, you know, so there, there's not a cigar that, that that I can't get, you know. So, and then like I said, but people are, you know, you know, I, I think we are spoiled because that's what I've come to expect. You know, we travel and we see, we, we try and go into a lot of places and we see these like dives. And uh, it's like, ah, oh, you know, like, like Abe said, you get spoiled of, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, it's a, it's not a smoke in or it's a, it's a, a Davidoff of Geneva. You know, you'll go in there on a Friday night. <laughs> 
you know, 200 people in there, you know, you know, people dressed in shirts and shorts like me, and you'll see guys with suits, and you'll see these women in high heels. Same with Abe, you know, down in West Palm. You know, so some of these places are just these fantastic It's, it's not even that, Kevin. My, my favorite thing, because I, I will stop it. That's the bad thing about the road trips. With, <laughs> yeah. If I see cigars, I'm pulling over. My wife's like, again? You know, cause I just like to learn. I like to inspect. I might see something in somebody's shop. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. I'm going to take that back to my place. But um, my favorite is when you walk in and you don't even know who's working the store. Yes. I mean, they're all, no one's walked up to you. No one said I could help you. You, don't, you or Maybe he's in the bathroom. So then I'll go in the humidor. I'll grab something. I'll walk up to the register. And finally, one guy from the scene gallery stands up and goes, are you ready? I got you. Yeah. Where you been, dude? Yeah. I've been like looking for anybody because I didn't know. You can't tell. He's sitting with the with the regulars, chitty chatting, in in normal clothes, and you don't even know who's running the shop or working the not store. Even That's a like, greeting, not even nothing. Hey, not, can yeah. I help you? I mean, forget about getting up from the chair. Just a simple hey there. If you need a hand, holler. Anything, yeah. some <laughs> acknowledgement. You know, yeah. I tell I tell my staff. I said, look, if someone makes it to the front door to the humidor without being acknowledged. Just consider you failed for the day. The yeah. day. Because yeah. that's like, you know, that can't happen. Right? I don't and I tell them because some people don't know how to do this, right? Very simple thing. Yeah. Can you hold on one second, sir? And then say something to somebody, right? They feel so like I cannot break away from this call. So if he's on the phone with somebody, like I literally have to teach them to say, dude, it's okay to say, excuse me, sir, can you give me one second? And acknowledge somebody. It's okay. Yeah. That guy won't mind you saying, can you give me a second? He'll say, sure. Acknowledge somebody. If you need a hand, let me know, and go back to your phone call. So simple. You wouldn't believe how many people who work for us have a hard time with that concept. It's there's amazing. A big box, there's a big box store that has posters all through its back room that has the five-meter rule. If you come within five meters of somebody, you acknowledge them with a smile. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if you acknowledge them from over the room. Just don't let them make it to the humidor without somebody saying, hey, how you doing today? Can I help you? If not, if you need a hand, just let me know. That's all. Super yeah. simple. Exactly. And then, um, and, and you've got, and I don't know, maybe it's because I, I know the guys at, at your lounges, but um, I, you know, I hate being in a lot, and then they're hovering. I hate the hoverers. You know, like, like, what, what can I do for you? You look at me, I'm like, no, no, just, just back off, dude. You know, I've been, I've been in your Boynton Beach store, and then after like 15 minutes, someone will come in. Do you need something? And I'm like, man, I don't know what I want. You know, it's just, you know, at least they're not hovering, where. but they check, they check in on. Me. Right. I mean, look. I mean, here's the thing. That's why I always say, do you need a hand? And if they don't, then you just say, look, if you need, if, if, you, if I can do anything, just let me know. But if they see a guy struggling, like he's been there, they'll go in there. Can I help you with something? Because you may have not thought you needed help, but then when you got in there and you started seeing everything, you, you might need it now. So they're, they're good at that. And it's a balance. You know, it, it's a balance. Some, some people you can't teach that to, but most of the guys who end up doing this, they get good at it and they understand. See, I can't, I can't say, I can't speak to that, Kevin, because I sometimes get the hoverers and yeah. I, know, I know why they're hovering. Because oh, of, yeah, the, yeah. It, you know what I mean, and that's a self-inflicted wound. I put these tattoos on me. I grew yeah. this beard out. They look at me and they think this guy's going to come in here and pocket some cigars. So they're hovering. But but you, you know? know what? But but you, but, but see, look here. You, there's look. I I got Kevin. Next time you come by, I'll show it to you. I got a big poster of everybody we've caught stealing. I mean, it's this yeah. big. We sent it to all our stores. 
because with multiple locations, you got to remember what they look like, right? Yeah, right we take your right. photo, we take your, I mean, we put it all up there. So it's all up there, right? So thievery is a big thing in our industry. It happens all the time. Um, but you don't need to catch them while they're doing it. With cameras and technology, I, I tell my staff, I said, look, if you just suspect somebody may have done something, don't even just take down the time, what they're wearing. We watch the video later, and 9.9 out of 10 times, you get them later. You yeah. either got their driver's license plate from the parking lot, or or they come back in. Or, they, swipe, or, they, or they, they stole they swipe the card, and, right, and, and you know who they are. I mean, it, it, you just don't need to do that. People yeah. who are doing that are just antiquated. It's so unnecessary. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want my clerks interacting with a thief. I yeah. just don't know how that's going to go down, right? Yeah. It, it's just not that relevant to catch them in the moment anymore. So easy to find people. So just all you got to do, look, everything's recorded. It's, it's there for months. Yeah. Just take down the time, what he was wearing, and the guys will watch it tomorrow or the same yeah. day even. I, I think, though, that at times that's why I may get the, the hoverer. At other times, I think they can look at me and say, "Okay, well, this guy's in his forties, and uh, you know, he's not—he's not a rookie smoker, you know." Um, but then that—that that technique of Kevin's that I've heard him speak about, I don't like that. Whenever I'm in a humidor and I'm talking to someone and they grab a, a cigar and put it in my hand, I don't—I don't like that. Yeah, and, and that's mainly for you know, like 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 a lot of the new that don't know the people that don't know what they what they want, you know, which yeah. is you know, you, you try and guide them. You know, in, into that, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Most what's that? Te- what's that technique? What do well, you do? It's, well, it's a, a, I, I've been in lounges where you know, if you hand, if they don't know what they want, you know, they're new and like, well, I, I really don't know. I like this, and then you, you know, a good tobacconist, you know, will guide you into, you know, from what you've smoked in the past. I like the Undercrown Maduro. I like the Dogma. I like this. So they'll take you around, and then you pick up a cigar and you hand it to someone and be like, I think you'd really like this cigar. Um, and then once you have it in your hand, I've never seen anybody hand the cigar back. Once you have it in your hand, it's in your hand. They're going to buy that cigar. And then, you know, you bring them around like, you know, you may like this one. So you, so you hand them two or three cigars, you know, and then at the end, you know, like, especially a small shop, you know, you notice they have four cigars You're like, Hey, you know, it's a, you know, it, we, we have a deal five pack, pick out any other cigar you want and it's free. You know, so, but yeah, when people have a cigar in their hand, most of the time they're not going to put that cigar down. They're, they're walking out of that humidor with that cigar. So that, but that's a good tobacconist, not just trying to sell them cigars. You're always trying to sell them, but you're guiding them. And then you pick that cigar up though, and the customer's holding it. I have never seen anybody put that cigar down ever. That's that's an interesting technique because you know, every, every cigar shop has that guy. Yeah. It's not about it's not you know, it's not about helping him. It's like that's his attention for the day. Like yeah. he's going to come and pin you down and want to talk to you for three hours. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've had those guys where like, I felt like I'm in a corner and he's like stomping on me with question after question. No matter what I say, I'm not helping him. That's a great technique. I might use that like as a life raft. You know, yeah. I think you like the cigar, man. Try this. <laughs> Because, I mean, we all got, every shop has that guy. I mean, every shop. I've had one for 25 years in each store. And it's like when he comes in, everybody's like, oh, no, it's your turn. No, it's your turn. No, it's your turn. Not that they're mean or they're bad, but it's like you could tell this could be the only human interaction this guy's getting all day. And he wants to talk to somebody all day without any realization. like, you know, I'm at work, right? I got, like, really other stuff to do. And he will sit there and talk to you for three hours if you let him. 
Like yeah, there's a lounge. It, there's a lounge out there yeah. for Right, right. Go interact. Go interact with them. Yeah, but it's so really right. funny because that's what the new guy always gets. Oh, it's it's that guy. Hey, new guy, go help that guy. Oh yeah, he's a, yeah. the new guy. We always throw the new guy at that guy. Yeah, so so at least you you know they can quantify that 30 40 minutes by like hey at least I at least I put four cigars in his hand right you know, yeah, you know that's, so. that's a good technique so I, I I've seen like it work to, time and time again uh, across the country so so it definitely it definitely works so let, let's move on to our uh, our next topic of discussion but before we do uh, we're gonna play a little video explaining our topic of discussion. Since the dawn of time, man has often gathered to battle for honor. It is in this spirit we bring you Battle of the Bears. The competitors, Aaron Loomis, developing palettes. William Cooper, Cigar Coop. Eric Guttermerson, Cigar Dojo. Emmett Malone, Blind Man's Puff. Brian Glenn, Cigar Obsession, and Kevin Shahan, Cigar Prop. These contestants will draw on their might and skills to create the greatest sampler ever. Like the lore of the Highlands, there can only be one. Who will win the Battle of the Bands? For more information, visit smokein.com. So where where did this idea come from? Oh yeah, um, I think just like most of my ideas, it's just an evolution of the process, right? Um, I think the first branded sampler we did was with Brian Glenn, almost ten years ago plus. It was the, the first um, CO fan, a premium cigar sampler originally, and then he did a Hidden Treasures one maybe a year later. I think it was the first one we did, and then from there we went. We ended up doing a couple. We did it with Dojo. Over the years, and then some guys who aren't long, uh, no longer here. I mean, look, I'm, I'm one of those guys. You want to do something, we'll, we'll do it. I mean, I'm, I, I like cool stuff like this. And then um, I think we had just revamped a couple of the CO samplers a few months ago. Um, because what happens is they get so old, some of the cigars get discontinued, okay, you know, yeah. or whatnot, and we just got to revamp them. Because, like, you know, out of the 10 sticks that's in your sampler, four are now substituted, right? Yeah, so yeah. we have to revamp them. So we had just revamped it, and there are just a lot more guys out now that weren't around back then. So I, I started seeing myself, what if instead of just doing it with the same guys I, I was doing, what if I put this out there and let a bunch of guys do it? And we see how it goes. And we let them now, – now, I kind of didn't even think about the COVID issue about cigars not – because we normally live in a world where – 95% of everything is available all the time, right? Yeah. So I didn't kind of put that in play. So, like, COVID may have not been the best time to have started this. Um, but, like, I'm one of these guys when I come up with something, I like, just, I like to hit it running, right? I mean, just, we get it moving. We do it. And um, I just thought it would be fun. So I didn't know how the guys would take it. I thought most of the guys were like, ah, screw that, right? You know, I mean, I, I, we put a prize in there. And, of course, you're going to get this cool belt. And we're going to have fun with it. But everybody was like, awesome. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll do it. I'm like, oh, okay, great. I mean, the, 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 everybody was extremely receptive. No one I asked said no. So um, then we went with this, and then and then it evolved into something that, like, I mean, look, you know, everything, like, even our first great smoke, or it, it's always an experience, and then you build on it, right? Our event, our great smoke event is that much better today because of everything we've learned over 14 years of doing them. And... Um, I just, in my mind, just thought, because, like, look, look, there's a lot of things we saw on this one that we would definitely change when we do Battle of the Bands too. 
but like like it went too long. Like this should have ended like two weeks ago. <laughs> but it, it wasn't one of those things where I thought anybody was going to really kind of work it, right? So um, I just thought these guys were going to pick these samplers. We we're just going to throw it out there. No one was going to kind of really like. I mean, I'm sure everybody would just say, hey, look, we just did this with Smoke In. They'd make a video, try my sampler, and that would be the end of it, right? right. You called it a battle. Well, that and, and, well, that, it's, it's, and, that, a, and, and, I, and I firmly believe that would have been the case. That would have been. It would have been. Oh, totally. You, you know, let me finish. I invited a psychopath named Kevin Shan into the group, <laughs> yes. and that, that changed. But, 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 but in, in my opinion, for the better, right, because this ended up being way more fun. It ended up being not as boring, and it it shows um, that that there's a, there was another angle because now it just came. Like, I'm not only picking these cigars, but I'm going to market them, right? I mean, like, I I still say till now, if there was any kind of awards in this industry for it, your Randy Macho Man Savage video should win an award. Like I may I may make one, I may make one up just to ship you one because. <laughs> That had to be one of the best marketing. In fact, I, I may use that for something one day. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm calling dibs on doing the first branded video with uh, your Randy <laughs> Macho Man okay. Savage video. But I mean, it was brilliant. So um, I think the, the platform and and the, the the goal will change for more lower lower time, but definitely a marketed driven thing because I think that's where more of the creativity and the fun came, which made it way more exciting. Not only the consumers. But to the guys whose cigars were picked in the in, in the packages, to to other media guys. I mean, first off, I've already been reached out by at least a dozen guys who want to be involved in the next one. Okay, I, that's what I was going to ask you. How a many, dozen. Yeah. And, and some of these guys, some of these guys, are like, well, well, you know, why didn't you ask us? I'm like, dude, like I've talked yeah. to you one time in 20 years. Yeah. You know, I don't even know. I mean, you, you invited me on your show once, but I, you know, I, mean, I went with guys who like I had these long term relationships with that I felt comfortable pitching at that time a crazy idea to, right? So, um, I, it's going to change dramatically, and I think it's going to be way cooler and way better uh, in round two. And yeah, Val? I'm just wondering, would you would you ever offer it like more or less a lottery so that you get people applying? Like I noticed that you know no, females are not gonna, represented in no, this. but we're going to have maybe a video entry on why you should be picked. Oh, oh see? see, tell us why you should be in Battle of the Bands. And we're going to have guys posting it so everybody can see why they feel they should be Battle of the Bands. No, we're going to have a lot more fun with this, Val. It's good. Because, look, at the end of the day, once again, I sell experience, right? I mean, the cigars are the cigars. So how do we make something cool and fun? And we're just going to keep finding ways to make this cooler and funner and more exciting for everybody. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely fun. And I, I've said it here on the show before, and, I, and I've said it in other you know, let's. Uh, um, I, I, you know, I was super nervous coming in because I was definitely the underdog in in the group. You know, and then you know, uh, chatting with with Steve Saka, and and I said it. You know, he said those three words to me that 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 put me at ease. You can't win. He told me that on the phone. You can't win. He goes, you can't beat those guys. Um, and uh, so, and I'm like. All right, that's cool. I mean, at least that that's a big load off my chest knowing that I'm going to come in last place. So, let's have fun doing yeah, but, it. Yeah, but Kevin, I want to say something to that. I I aligned with you partially because you've got Jessica. I liked yeah. the the pack that had a female representation. Well, I'll tell you a couple of things that was different about Kevin than I saw from everybody else. First off, your first post Talked about, I'm never winning this, but I'm doing this for fun. I remember you and I kind of went better. I said, Kevin, you could win. 
Why would you say you can't win? It's, it's any given Sunday, man. Anybody can win. Yeah. Right? But I also know, I knew Kevin. You know, Kevin and I have now known each other for years. I, I knew the mentality in which he was going into it with. Because, like, Kevin just wanted to not be last, right? I got to not be last. I got to show a respectable presence. And everybody else was kind of like, hey, I'm going to make these packs. I'm going to throw them out there. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Uh, the the majority of them put real effort and thought, like in the, what they were picking. They're all they're all good. Packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, real real effort and thought. But then that was like the end of what they were going to do. Then Kevin changed all that, and for everybody, so now everybody's you know started doing stuff. And I know the dojo guys were really tied up with Rocky Mountain, and they kind of were like yeah. in third. But then they really kind of focused on it afterwards. All of a sudden, out of I can't, I think it was like a week. They went from third to second. I'm like, what happened? It was like one weekend. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kevin kind of changed how everybody was going to react to it, and, I, and it made it a little, honestly for me a little more fun. I, I it's not as exciting now because the ticker barely moves. Yeah. But like in the beginning, I was checking it every day. Yeah, I was you know, I'm, I'm clicking it, like it on my phone. Yeah, I'm checking. I'm checking every day to see who is, is the ticker moving. You know, because because most of it's just been catch up. You came out of the gate so strong, it wasn't like oh uh, like a normal horse race. Yeah. You just came out trailblazing, and it's been like four weeks of just everybody trying to catch up. But um, I knew it was going to be an endurance game, and I called it early on because, you know, their audience is so much more than a lot of people even now are still seeing it for the first time, if, if you believe that or not, right? So, so I mean, it'll be interesting. So I'm going to make an announcement. Yeah, where is it at? It hasn't moved in days. Right yeah. now, right now, Kevin's at 29%. Uh, behind him is Dojo at twenty six percent, and then yeah. CO's and at twenty two. Yep, yep. Yeah, it hasn't moved. It's 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 been stagnant for days now. But so, I mean, we we can't. We I want to go out in a blaze of glory and thunder, right? I mean, we don't want to just go out in this little whimper of this thing. So, I'm making the official announcement now. But starting noon tomorrow, Eastern Standard Time, there will be special pricing on all Battle of Band samplers. Right, it's going to be special discount pricing. We're going to sell them at a discount for the final week. So if people like the samplers, not only can you get them again, but you can get them at box pricing, box discount pricing instead of five pack pricing, and you can get them at a deal. And we're taking the meter down for the final week, right? So yeah. we won't know. We won't. Got to have a little drama. And I, I've already instructed my staff; they cannot talk to me about it all week. I don't want to know nothing. I want you them. You want to see what's going nope. out. Nope, and, and we're having everybody on um, a week from tomorrow. Yep. So Kevin, Emmett, Aaron, uh, Brian, Eric, and Cooper are all going to be on. We're going to discuss a little bit, have a little fun, and my guys are going to hand me a sealed envelope, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know who the winner is the first time with everybody else out there. So that's the fun of it. You know, it, it's been fun, and and, and I'm and, and and one of the the, the driving force of, of behind my advertising campaign is not only selling a, a lot more of these of the of these samplers than everybody else it, it's driving these guys to think outside the box i remember having a um like an online conversation um in a thread with uh with coop um a couple months ago and it was um uh, talking about instagram talking about this and you know i, I think he you know he had made the comment like eh, you know like instagram don't quote me i'm sorry um like it's not a thing like it's never going to be and i'm like oh hold on a Ooh, to say Instagram's not a thing in, uh, in in 2021 and that's not a viable source, you know, so hopefully maybe these guys, you know, and maybe, and like I said, and Brian Glenn, 
um, cigar coop. Like I said, they maybe they don't need. Maybe they don't need to, to reach outside their box. They have such a huge following, you know, that they're they can ride out into the sunset for the next twenty years and keep doing what they're doing. But may, maybe not. Maybe they learn a little bit something on you know from me, and if that's what I can bring, you know, bring to the contest, that that's super cool. Well, I think the purpose too was for me is it brought light to a lot of what you guys do, right? I mean, I'm hoping that a lot of people have found you who may have never heard of you and yeah. other people. Because once again, I, 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 have, I have this mentality, um, which I can honestly say hasn't really worked against me so far. But I always believe in the greater good, right? I think the more Kevin Shahans and the more Brian Glenns and Eric Guttemersons there are, the better this industry is, right? God forbid that Cigar Aficionado is the only medium in this yeah. industry, right? I mean, it's just to be sad. So, um, uh, I... I I, I I like that fact, and I, I think it's done that. I, I think it's done that, and and um, I, I, the guys have all been great. I worked with them all; um, they've all been awesome uh, with it. And uh, I, I've been—it's been a very uh, happy and, and proud experience. So, uh, thank you for participating, Kevin. Oh, you're welcome. Did did the shirts surprise you? As about how many people wanted the shirts? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I, I just wanted to do something cool. You guys should have a memento no matter how you finish. I thought the shirts would be cool. So we sent everybody these shirts. Also, we got all these requests. And, you know, when you do a one-run shirt, you pay like $20 a shirt, <laughs> right? Because it's a digital print, right? So, you know, we, we did all these shirts. Then everybody started asking me. So I was like, well, I don't know how much we can get these costs down, right? So I just said, look, email. And it's really funny because one of our regular guys messaged me today and says, hey, can I get one of these shirts? I think he had a picture of Bill. I said, dude, where you been? Like, we've been talking about these shirts, like, for three weeks now. You don't watch any of the videos I make? Like, we took custom orders for these. We made them to order and shipped them out to everybody. I mean, they're, they're done. Yeah. yeah. And I, there was a special and, and, video. And, yeah. And, 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 I, and I'm pretty sure I've, 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 mine's the only shirt I keep seeing on social media. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> no. You're, you're, well, listen. Here's what I didn't say. Your, your shirts were ordered more than double than anybody else. Maybe even close to triple. Um, but here's the thing. You your your audience is a different level of audience, right? Yes. Like like Brian has a, Brian Glenn has a reach, like it's oh, hundred thousand, yeah. and they're all over the world, and he has reach. You have an intimate relationship, literally, with almost every single people person who follows you, and 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 it's on a much more intimate level, and they're hardcore followers. I guarantee you, more of your people have bought multiple packs than any yeah. other of, of the other competitors. And the other interesting thing that I saw with you compared to anybody else i saw a lot of bloggers and, and believe me like i don't know these orders they come in they go out i mean we get hundreds a day i'm not back there looking at orders but i see the posts and i saw a lot of the other competitors buy each other's packs right yeah. but you had way more if i don't even think they had any of the extraneous media guys who supported you right yeah. other media people who weren't in the contest seemed oh, yeah. to rally around you more than the other five guys. I don't want to get too in depth in this now because we're going to have the, we're going to have the reveal show. But just little things I've noticed watching this evolve. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm I'm the well new with guy. the box with the box yeah. pricing and seven days left. We're going to see when it comes down to the wire, and we have the big yeah, reveal. We hope we hope it gets exciting. I mean, I, we, we want people not just to know who's going to win. We want some anticipation there. So we yeah. know we know during Labor Day there was massive movement because they were all discounted really big. We had a promo and everybody took advantage of it. We're going to do it again tomorrow, 
and we'll see how this last week blows out. And hope you know, maybe we'll be get, maybe we'll be uh, making a belt for you a week from now. Yeah, that that that'll be cool. I'm telling you, I'm wearing that belt every. I'm going to wear it up high and chest level, and then I, I always say I'm never going to acknowledge the belt. It's just going to be there. People will be like. What the hell is up with that belt? I'm never going to acknowledge I'm even wearing it. Yeah. Well, I got I got to admit it was Eric Guttermas's idea to make the belt, right? Because yeah. I was trying yeah. I was trying to think of a cool trophy. I'm like, all right, well that's as cool as any. Never knowing that you were going to do a Randy Macho Man Savage skit, right? But Kevin did say if I win that belt, I'm wearing it every video. Like that's that's why I knew this guy was going to be hardcore about this competition. Well, that's it, you know, and then in the in the uh, uh, the chat with the other guys, you know, I, I had said at the beginning, I said, don't take anything I say personally. I go hard. I'm never going to attack anybody, you know, but I said, I'm kind of a shit starter and a shit talker. I'm going to go out there and, I, you know, I'm going to try and provoke, you know, that's what that, that Randy Macho Man, I kind right. of wanted to, to spur those guys and, and punch and, or, uh, and, and, you know, get them uh, get them active. But It's, but it's a battle, yeah, it's a it, battle. It's, it, it's, it's, it's definitely a battle, and that's what, you know, that, that's well, the way. I don't, I don't think, and I, and I could say this, and we'll, we'll talk about it next week, but I don't think anybody was really worried about having to get active when this first started. Yeah. I mean, I, I just didn't, I don't think anybody really kind of, you, you know, thought that you were gonna shake it up so much that they actually would have to stop and say, "Well, geez, I gotta start working this, right? I gotta start doing something now." When the well, "Buys Our War Cry" memes started dropping, well, right? You know, and and like from the but but it's everything I do, I, I plan everything out. You know, this show I've got eight pages of notes for the show. You know, before the the contest even started, I had a marketing plan. I had everything. I had note what I was gonna do. I had memes. Daily, I had memes daily, made daily. for seven yeah, days yeah, ahead. Yeah, that, that, that's it. So it's and that's what you. you know, that's what you've got. I gotta admit, guys, your memes had me cracking. Some of them were just <laughs> hilarious. Your memes were brilliant. Oh, they, they were. They they were definitely good. So so definitely next year we're gonna we're gonna do this again. You know? Oh yeah, we're gonna do it yeah. probably in the spring after the Great Smoke. Okay, so after the great smoke, yeah, I'm, I you know, I don't want to wait a whole other year because I know it could be so much better with a few changes. I don't want to wait a year to experience it. So I think we'll just do it like in the spring, late spring, early summer, and just revamp it and and, and be able to have a little more fun with it. And hopefully, the, hopefully the cigar availability will be normal because that was another killer, man. A lot of these guys had to really revamp their packages four or five times because they would send me their list and I'd send it to my operations guy, and he'd call up every manufacturer. Nope. We may not have that for another month. No, and I finally, I mean, I thought this was going to be like a really quick process. I got so tired of it. I just gave them all my operation guys number. You guys contact each other. I can't play middleman anymore. This is like taking forever. Well, exactly. And, and at one point, I know on one cigar, um, I reached out to Bradley Rubin. I go, hey, how many of these cigars you got before I come back? And, uh, and he's like, I got 200 boxes. I'm yeah. like, all right. You know, so, yeah. you know, uh, for, for sure. And we actually, we actually bought... Like there were some things like oh we got like you know forty boxes or whatever we don't know like I bought I bought the forty I don't know how many samplers we're gonna sell there were a couple of guys that said look you got enough to sell X number of samplers if you want that cigar I'll buy all the product they have and they're like okay and I, and we did it like some of them like we bought all the product they had and we could have sold out you know because we didn't know when they were gonna have more of that so it was like two or three items that like we really bought in and then we bought in stuff from um, the people brands we never carried before. You know, because I, I wanted the guys to try to stay as pure to what they wanted as they could. 
you yeah, know, versus picking what's on your website. Right. Like, I think somebody asked me, well, can you get Skip Martin stuff? Because you know, we don't carry any of his stuff. Whatever. I said, if you want Skip anything from Skip Martin in there, trust me, I got 10 guys that could buy it from tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, we just, we just wanted everybody to be able to get what they want. We wanted the pack to be the way they wanted as much as we could. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, uh, so, um, uh, anybody else have any questions for, uh, for Abe, uh, Val, uh, Diggins? No. So for, through the battle of the bands, how, like, you know, these are, this is benefiting what we'll call, you know, the cigar media, um, because that's, you know, typically how we refer to these, uh, individuals or the, the groups, but what's been the win in it for smoke in? Well, look, honestly, and anybody who knows me will tell you. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's a win all the way around, right? I do KMA, it's a win. I don't pimp smoke in on KMA, but what happens is, is that people will find smoke in because they end up becoming KMA fans, right? So, look, I'm sure there are customers who found us, right? I'm sure there's customers who have found us who never maybe bought from us because they followed one of these bloggers. Um, we've had tons of memes and exposure, like, for a month long, which I, that I didn't predict, but... It goes back to my original philosophy, Val. If I make it fun, the rest works itself out. I mean, we sold some samplers, but I mean, I could go down a checklist of all the positive benefits, but that's not why I went into it for, right? It's not why I do something like the Great Smoke. We got to have fun, you know, make something awesome, and the rest works itself out. And that's typically how it kind of works with us, you know? Yeah, definitely fun. And I got one, uh, one last question before we let you go. Uh, tomorrow night on the show, um, uh, we have uh, Jim Colucci on. Is there is there like a story, something? What, what what should we bring up to Jim? Like something you've known everybody forever. Oh. Yeah. What what is a Jim Colucci story? You want you want a good Jim Colucci story he could share with you? Yeah. Ask him about when he interviewed for his first cigar job. <laughs> yeah. Ask him. Okay. All right. I see Val writing that down. So Val, yeah, ask him about his first cigar job interview before he was a cigar smoker. Ask him about that conversation. It's pretty funny. So right on. Jim's a, Jim. Jim's been in the industry forever, you know, and he's oh, yeah. knows everybody, and and um, you know, we become personal friends, right? And Jim's one of those guys. Like I've always said, you know, like when I first met him, I'm like, oh, what a jerk. Right, because I mean, that was the first impression I got. And he he does give that. I mean, I, I always say he's he's really good at giving a bad first impression, <laughs> but um, he's really a decent human being. I, I get along great with him. We've become very close friends over the years, and um, he's definitely worked with everybody from Lou Rothman to you know Keith from CI uh, from the original CI to everybody. So there's tons of history and story there. And he's gotten to work with guys like Theo Fultz and 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 have back to when Altus was consolidated and. Um, there's really you'll, you'll have tons of information. In fact, I think Jim Colucci. I want I want to think about this before I say it, but I think Jim Colucci was our first interview on KMA. Ever. Get out of here, really? I, I think I'll 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 I'll, I'll almost bet a signed dollar bill with somebody. But I think I think he was our first ever. Wow, and that that's been how long you guys been doing the, the show now? I don't know. It feels like forever. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously. When I was watching that Periscope replay, I'm like, oh my god! Like, we forgot like how we used to do a show with no video cameras. You know, just audio going on terrestrial radio. Yeah. So, Aren't you building a studio now dedicated to that sort of thing. We had a we had a whole plan. You know, the, the idea is constantly evolving. So we had a whole plan. Like I was going to build this hundred plus thousand dollar studio. I mean, it was going to be state of the art. I had renderings done. Everything. We were going to do it in our second floor at one of our locations. 
then I kind of got the inkling that I may not be at that location for a long period of time, right? Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of before COVID, we were kind of taking all our non liquor lounge stores and we're upgrading them and it can't be done there. So the last thing I want to do is build a studio there that I may not be there for, right? If I didn't want the business there. So, so we, we might end up, we may end up selling that store. So, um, it wouldn't be a good idea to build a studio on the second floor. So then we were going to build a studio on the warehouse and it changed where, look, it's dedicating a lot of space to something I use one day a week. Right. And I just don't know if building it there for one day a week is the best use of the space, especially if we start growing and we might need more of that warehouse space. So then I said, I was just going to do it zoom only. Right, our, our our viewership is as high as ever. Nobody stopped watching it. We can get tons of guests, whether they're in town or not. So I'm like, all right, we'll just make the Zoom stuff look cooler, and that'll be the way it is. And then Ronnie Haisha, one of your buddies, um, kind of beat me up and says, no, the look of the studio, the different. No, so now the plan is we have on our six thousand square foot studio we're, we're building, we have a sixteen hundred square foot mezzanine. That's going to be mostly our design, web, graphic, marketing team. You know, the, the artsy-fartsy guys of my company up there working. You know, we're going to buy our own shirt digitizer so I can make one-off shirts without having to pay somebody 20 bucks. Yeah. Stuff like that, a 3D printer. So we we're talking with the guys. Look, we could take one of the walls. We could just put a desk. We can make it a green wall. We can put a desk behind it, and you don't have to build a studio. But you can yeah. still have all the camera angles built in. It's not like you don't have the room for that, and it's just a desk. It's not like building a whole room yeah. like we wanted to with live audience and stuff like that. So I think that's the route we're going now. It keeps changing, but I think that's the final course. Probably, for the, probably the smartest route. Yeah, I mean, look, you... I don't always get to the smartest idea the first <laughs> crack around, but I usually will find my way there eventually. Yeah, eventually. Well, especially, yeah. especially with the area you're in, you could all I could see you being, uh, you know, uh, in the South Florida taking it the route Dave Garofalo does. You know, they do one show from his studio, but they have 30 people that brought Yeah, I didn't want to be in the podcast business. Oh, okay. Right, I mean, because that's that, that's what people were telling me. Well, first off, the original one was going to be the second floor of my retail shop, and I guess I could have had people. But the way I was going to design my studio is going to be so heavily smoking, KMA branded. I don't know if I ever yeah. showed you the renderings. It really wouldn't be something that other people would want to use. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dave's set's very nice, but it's very generic. So yeah. if nothing's on the digital screen, we were gonna and we had a live audience. So you know, I did that wasn't the route I wanted to go with all the things I'm doing in the world. The last thing I want to be worrying about is managing a podcast room and you know, I you know, I could get Paul to very focused on the show as it is, more or less throwing another responsibility on him, you know, a podcast room and you know, <laughs> other shows coming on. But um, no, I, I, I think Diggins got it right. I think that, that the course that we're on now is really the simplest, easiest course where we can improve the quality and look of the show without it taking up massive space or being a problem. And look, if we always need the space, we can move a desk. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not hard. And, and that's, been, that's been the benefit of COVID. Everybody's kind of transitioned and evolved and found the best way to, to make use. Of, well, COVID, COVID, COVID has changed dramatically how people are doing business. I mean, it, it was nice. I was on two local network news stations in one night, Friday night, when that news popped up. ABC News came in and CBS News came in. And it was nice to see the second we posted on Facebook, 
a bunch of our regulars walk walking in that day like they couldn't wait and that yeah. was that was really really cool to see and I, I mean i think just like anything else like our, the virtual events that we've been doing we did huge ones with Saka and drew estate and eric espinoza last week we got a really big one coming up with pete johnson in october i mean we're we oh, can't wait yeah. oh we got some crazy yeah. crazy stuff coming up with pete johnson in october and it's going to be the premiere of the his event cigar the shrunken pumpkin um Ooh. That will be given away with purchases that day, and I got I got some heavy, heavy, heavy Kevin. You're getting all the benefit of being the first guy to interview. Yeah. I got some heavy prizes. One of them is going to be the 2000. I think it's. I got to check the year, man. I got so many years in my head, but yeah. could it be eight years old? Maybe it's 2014. Um, the Broadleaf Collection set, that big $1,200 set. It's like this big. Yeah. I don't know if people even remember it, but it was his first Broadleaf Collection yeah. set with like like all the different sizes and 10 packs in it. So Pete's coming up for an afternoon. We got a bunch of rare stuff. I'm my, my, my rare vintage room has been getting really depleted. Not even my room, my reserves yeah. with these events, right? I'm bringing out stuff, but we bought out monsters that we had put away from almost every year that we had. And, um, I got that one big one, one set and he's autographing it. And we're giving that away. He's coming up for the afternoon. You're giving it away. That's the prize, dude. Holy crap. I I, I got that set's the main prize and two dress boxes. And Pete's coming up for an afternoon to sign a bunch of stuff. And then we got three big prizes for that day. So we got some cool stuff going on. Yeah, the, uh, I, Pete Johnson I, 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 I may have to swing down there that day. And, uh, um, I, I was uh, traveling, mm-hmm. and, I, and I came into a lounge, and I found uh, one of his original, like, Lancero boxes, and it had all of his Lancero. And this is, like, 10 years old. You and, mean uh, for, him, for him to sign something? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll let, you, I'll let you know, because it's not going to be the day of the event. He's going to come oh, up, like, one afternoon, oh, okay. whatever. So as soon as he books it, if you want to... Stop oh, yeah, by yeah. her. I'll give you a heads up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely yeah, yeah. cool. No, no he won't be here for the event. He'll be broadcasting from Miami somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, and, and whatnot. But I, I want some of these boxes, special boxes, you have to be signed. So he'll come up for an afternoon. We'll go to lunch and, you know, we'll just have him sign a whole bunch of boxes. Oh, sweet. Sounds yeah. Cool. I mean, what's better than a rare box when you got an autographed rare box? I, I, I <laughs> right? know. For, for right? sure. So, all right, Abe, um, we definitely want to thank you for coming on. Spending oh, man, uh, thanks for having me. It's awesome. Is this my first time I'm on your – I know you interviewed me before, but I think it's the first time. Yeah, it's the first I, time I, you've been on the show. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, um, uh, you know, being on your show for the first time, you were out sick the day that uh, um, I was with uh, Paul in, uh, in Resting Bitch Face. Uh, <laughs> 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 and, uh, Adam, but, uh, yeah, great, great guys. But, uh, yeah, it's um, – you know, so did you did to... you come on or did you come up to that show? I can't remember I, how long I, I came, ago it was. I came down because I was only a couple hours away, so I just I came down for that for that show and um and I've always tried and modeled you know look at your show how you guys do things and you guys interact with each other so I've kind of always tried to want to do well what you, you know, do is harder well you got see you got people work with it makes it easier right yeah. these guys who do these one man shows i couldn't imagine it's just it's so much nicer when you have some interaction of other people so exactly yeah yeah one man shows is i mean the viewer loses interest quick and and they're gone yeah yeah. so it's much cooler so you got a nice little team going on here i think it's been a great uh addition to the experience of being uh watching the cigar prop show so right on thank you very much and we will see you next monday yeah you will see you'll be on our show next monday yeah as we do the awesome reveal of the first annual battle of the bands is there going to be is there like a backstage zoom for 
like for for me and Jessica to go into, or is Kevin going to have to create this? I don't think we're that sophisticated. I think we just broadcast it on Facebook. I, yeah. I don't know how they do that because I've been on a couple of Zoom where they where do that a, backstage. Yeah, where there's a backstage Zoom. Yeah, I, I don't think I, nobody I, works for me as that. <laughs> I've gotten I, to, to I, Zoom I, I, yet, but but. Just so you know, because I, I made a video of this early on, because I actually, I think God, I saw it because I had to remember, right? Anybody who buys any of the packages at any time, whether they bought it from day one till the end of it, they're automatically going to be entered. So we're giving away three people a whole set of each one, nice. one of each of you. So anybody who's already made a purchase, for every purchase you made, you'll get one entry. So guys, who they come back this week and they make more, they just get more entries. And Sweet. on top of giving away... You know, claiming the winner and and and, and giving the belt and, 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 the, and the, claiming the throne. Um, we're going to select three guys who have made purchases over the last month, and we're going to give away three complete sets of the Battle of the Band sets to everybody. Right on, cool. right so, on, so cool right. stuff. All right, Abe, we will see you uh, next Monday night. Thanks, Jeremy, guys, Diggins, right, Val, Kevin, you. Kevin, keep up the good work, brother. Thanks. Thanks, man. Have a good night. You too. See ya. So, all right, what a, what an awesome awesome show. Let me get our uh, our banner up here for our sponsors. We got Fox Cigar here, uh, uh, blocking a vowel a little bit. I'm gonna have to redo that overlay. <laughs> so, what what an absolute uh, uh, fantastic show. Um, Abe is always a great great guest. And then everybody, um, so tomorrow at noon, Abe said there'd be the big announcement. So just make sure you pay attention to the Cigar Prop YouTube channel. Um, I'll be posting it in the various groups. I'll have a video being released tomorrow at noon as well. Going to up our game a little bit of um, uh, anybody that's purchased before wants to get in. You know, so I'll have some incentives for everybody to purchase um, some more some more packs. Uh, and that brings us um, uh, to our next segment, and that's industry news with Fox Cigar. Um, we don't go deep into any single topic. We give you just the tip. And if you want to see more of these topics, just uh, head over to uh, um, the Cigar Prop uh, um, um, website. Because now I yeah. usually I send everybody over to the Cigar Prop Facebook page. We started a, new, a, new, a news blog segment, so, uh, part of the um, uh, the website, to make it you know a little bit easier for people to navigate um, all of these um, 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 topics. But yeah, definitely uh, that that will be up tomorrow. On there is um, the, uh, the the cool new uh, the cool new uh, swag that people are gonna get. It's gonna be something extra extra special. So you're not gonna want to miss miss that. So first topic uh, from Tobacco Business Magazine: uh, McAuliffe Cigars cuts ties with major online retailers. McAuliffe Cigars has announced that it will be discontinued selling its cigars to Meyer and Dutch, Cigars International, Thompson Cigar, and Cigar.com. Additionally, McAuliffe will be buying back its inventory from these retail outlets. Uh, McAuliffe's intent with this move is to double down on brick-and-mortar retailers, which will now become the exclusive source of its products. Um, and then everybody, um, if you're not already following the Texas Cigar Roadshow on uh, YouTube, fantastic uh channel we had um we had the guys on the show interviewing yeah. them yeah. um they're you know i mean well they're filmmakers so obviously everything they do on youtube production is value is, on is point. second to none like that production value they did an amazing um uh, interview um with al mccallif and yeah. it was just uh it, it was mind-boggling and then you got to see their warehouse you know uh, in that in that video and it is mind-boggling um, and, and one spoiler alert from the, from the uh, that interview, McAuliffe Cigars, when they um, all their products are ready, they bring them in from Nicaragua, they store them here in Texas. They don't bring it 
piece, you know, cigars in a little bit at a time. They yeah. store their entire ready inventory here in the states. Yeah. For for people to uh, to buy, um, and then Cigar Dojo uh, from uh, Battle of the Bands, the Cigar Dojo 2.0 launches online. Um, Cigar Dojo, a popular app geared towards the online cigar, cigar community, has announced the launch of its updated app. The Cigar Dojo app 2.0 comes with a number of features, including cigar check-ins, activity points, groups, events, and for the first time, is available outside of the Google and Apple app stores, which is fantastic. Everybody knows, you know, Google and Apple hates, you know, tobacco, so now they don't have to worry about updating their app, getting kicked off the platform. It is now going to be a web-based um, um thing so you'll be able you'll always be able to upload your cigars and it's super cool it's just something outside of facebook you don't have to deal with you know politics and everything else it's just cigar related so so definitely check out the uh uh, the new dojo verse and a lot of times you see good uh drink mix recipes and exactly so you're you're just it's just a um um, a platform for um um like-minded people to get together and, and and talk about what what we all love Never um, smoke alone. Never smoke That's alone. Right. That's right. Um, and then from uh, Drew Estate, uh, uh, introduces the Herrera Esli Hoala Tienda Exclusiva for Hawaii. The uh, Herrera Esli Hoala Tienda Exclusivo is a 4 and 7 eighths by 46 Petite Corona, which is an absolute cigar I've been loving lately. Petite Coronas I've just really been digging on, mainly because I'm you know smoking like five cigars a day. Uh, mm-hmm. Lately, um, it's wrapped in a toothy Mexican San Andreas Kappa with undisclosed binder and filler leaves, hand selected by Willie Herrera for their strength and exquisite taste. The Hawala was inspired by a trip to the island of Maui, where Willie watched the sunrise over the clouds on top of Hakakala Crater. Hawala translates to "rise up," a name uh, given to match the stronger profile of this cigar, and a vitola that is perfect is a perfect morning smoke to rise yes. up and uh, uh, greet the sun. That um, is a perfect morning smoke. Exactly, and then um, I've been watching a lot of uh, 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 Barry Bones and Mort. They're the Ash Holes. Definitely check out mm-hmm. their uh, YouTube channel. I'll try and put a link down below uh, later on. Uh, they Barry. changed their name though, right? Not the Ash well, Holes anymore. I, 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 on the on their Facebook page, it's Five and a Half Legs Cigar Guys because one yeah. guy's uh, got a prosthetic leg. Yeah, um, and then um, um, so. I think on the YouTube, it's still the Ash Holes. I'm still trying to get them to change their name on their YouTube because there's already an Ash Holes YouTube channel. So um, I couldn't find them earlier, so I don't know if they changed their name. Um, Barry reached out to me before the show, so I couldn't get the exact name. I'll try and come back tomorrow and uh, and, and put the link down uh, down below in the show notes for everybody that checks them out. They got a great show, and they're, they're a great guy, yeah. a great group of guys out of um, um, uh, Ocean Springs, uh, Mississippi. So, um, big, uh, big shout out, big thank you to Fox Cigar. Make sure you check them out, um, and you can check out all of these um, topics and more on the uh, the Cigar Prop uh, website. Um, before we uh, um, r- wrap up the show, move on to the giveaway. It's time for the Hiram and Solomon Cigar Social Media Spotlight, where each week uh, we leave a link in the de- description below for a cool YouTube video, Instagram um, account, Facebook page, website um, that I found interesting uh, uh, this week. And definitely that is the new Dojoverse. So there's a link down below. Head over to Dojoverse, sign up, um, log your cigars. It's kind of like the Drew Estate, Drew Diplomat app. You log your cigars and you get cool belts and uh, you get a bunch of cool stuff. So definitely yep. check out um, um, uh, Dojoverse. Um, Eric and the guys are, are super, super awesome over there. 
Um, just don't let them beat me in this contest. Um, so, and now it's time for the uh, the tapping ash and taking names giveaway, prevented by simpler hair color. Simpler hair color. I use it, and so should you. Um, we're gonna do a random num letter generator. We've had a few people, uh, uh, same people winning lately. So, I've got a random uh, uh, letter generator up. It's on my screen right now. So whoever um, uh, the first name we got a a G a G why did it give me two G's a G and a T is there anybody with a G and a T as the first letter of their of their name let me scroll back up um, a G or T T Team Shirtless Mike right on so uh, uh, you got the uh, um, uh, the prize pack tonight the prize pack tonight. Courtesy of Val, uh, we are giving away a cigar prop, a Battle of the Bands uh, sampler. We're giving away a, uh, a four-pack sampler from Hireman Solomon Cigars. Um, we're doing a, um, um, a whole bunch of cigars here. We've got some from Fox Cigar. We've got some uh, from uh, Cigar Bundles of Miami. We've got a sampler of the Without. Um, I return my rental car tomorrow. I am, uh, I am hoping, I have done nothing else but use whip out in that rental car. I am hoping the three dozen cigars that, uh, that I have smoked, um, uh, whip out will help me not get a $250 fine. And then from Cigar Medics is their cool new lighter. I've been looking at this online and this thing is absolutely stunning. It's got a little cigar rest on it. Um, it is a triple flame. It's got a great action. It's got a built-in punch. Um, so thank you to uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Cigar Medics for, for providing that. Um, uh, they sent a, um, a bunch of stuff. They got some cool new ashtrays out. And it's going to be super, super awesome. So uh, uh, I'll reach out to uh, uh, Mike from Team Shirtless Mike and uh, get you that, um, that prize out. Um, Tomorrow night on the show, Jim Colucci of Syndicato Cigars and the new president and COO of Gurkha Cigars. So, uh, Val, I hope you got that question. You know, so you got you to ask him about that. And as, as always, if you're interested in uh, I Tap That Cigar merchandise, head over to thecigarprop.com or tapthatcigar.com. Um, links to follow uh, Cigar Prop, uh, Diggins, Val, everything is in the, um, uh, the show notes uh, down below. Also in the show notes down below is... Um, links to all of our sponsors because without them uh, we wouldn't have all this uh, cool swag to give away so once again big thanks to cigar bundles of miami cigar medics fox cigar hireman solomon cigar simpler hair color and andean mountain coffee and of course drew estate and experience acid